Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Halberton, and who's tired all these motherfuckers with me tonight? My name is Joe Butler, and I like to wear name tags with explicit words on them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and I can't wait to discuss Apple CEO Tim Cook's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> wow. Wow. And I'm uh, Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40 Podcast, and I was just too bored throughout this entire experience to think of anything clever. So thank you, gentlemen, for, for doing that legwork for me. <laughs> uh, and I, I do have to say, this was voted by Patreon for us to bring you the last Blade movie covered in our Patreon our monthly Patreon poll. So go check out our Patreon for a little dollar. You see, the, see it in the show notes and vote. And each month there's a new poll of something. All right. And so we are covering Blade Trinity that came out in 2004. And I still like this movie. <laughs> I want to get that out there first. I still like this movie. I don't know why. Still like liking, it. liking this movie is like liking sand. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, some people, I guess, can really enjoy sand. But for the majority of us, sand is just there. It just exists on I this think planet. It's just Ryan Reynolds. I like I like Ryan Reynolds yeah. a lot. See, I like Ryan Reynolds, too. And then I kept thinking the entire time about and I mean, we'll get into like the all of the crazy stuff that happened. But I just kept thinking about, like, you know, there's something about an actor like Wesley Snipes being a professional and not being a baby. Uh, or whatever happened, not being a baby, but just, you know, not acting like he was. But then I heard every line that came out of Ryan Reynolds' mouth in this movie, and I was like, you were right. Like, just throw those tantrums. Like, just go in your trailer. Like, I wouldn't put up with it either. Like, he's just... The double R is just not funny in this one. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know the backstory of any of this. I again I, I my brain forgot about it five minutes after. Well, no, I didn't because I knew I had to do this show today. But um, it will forget <laughs> it about this five minutes after this conversation. So I don't know any of the backstory. See that that's the most fascinating thing because, and I mean I don't know because I was trying to find there was a source. So like on IMDb trivia, like the original idea for this movie was apparently like set in long after blade two and blade had lost and like the vampires ran the world and it was like him and his last stand but they're like no that's too expensive like do something else and like wesley snipes was supposed to get say on the director but then they just picked the writer david s goyer who did the other two so he wasn't happy about that if he sued new line after the production according to Patton oswald like he was yeah. just in his trailer the entire time like many of the shots in this movie are just stands-ins and stunt doubles he was talking to people through post-it notes what <laughs> is wesley he, snipes yes yeah. he didn't want to do it and he, he was just high in his out. trailer all the time and um like, he didn't want to even, like, I think Ryan Reynolds, he was like, just call me Blade. And there's, like, some other things that Ryan Reynolds have said. Now, I think Wesley Snipes has come out and said some of this is not true. So it all lies in the middle. But, like, that's, it's, like, just crazy. And it just a bunch of bad ideas that lead to, like, a weird movie that somehow came out at Christmas time. You know, <laughs> I think of Blade and I think of, like, Christmas. Yeah. There's not an ounce of snow in this. Yeah, uh, David S. Goyer directs this this uh, this thing, and he is he is not he he is a good writer with when given good material. He, and he's you know Dark Knight trilogy, of course, and but then he also did I think he did Batman v Superman, if I'm not mistaken. 
and a few other things. He also wrote the Suicide Squad. He also wrote um, a bunch of Call of Duty games, Black Ops, Black Ops 2, and Cold War. (laughs) So if you enjoy the writing in those games, you can thank David S. Goyer for that. Yeah, this is just a bland movie. And it's interesting you mentioned that, Blair, because this, this movie feels very forced and just completely joyless. And, and the one thing, there's a few little theses I have on this or temple statements, but maybe I'll go through as we go through it. But yeah, it's very interesting you mentioned that. I like Ryan Reynolds. I know people don't. I, I find him oddly charming, and I don't know why. Like, you ever meet somebody in life and you're like, oh, I, I like to cut up that person's jib. Like, I really, you know what? I, I think we could be pals. I, I don't think I'd be friends with Ryan Reynolds, but for some reason I do find him oddly charming. Even in those dumb Mint Mobile commercials, I still think... <laughs> I don't know. It's something about him. Just I, I think he, he sounds like a stand up guy. And it's it's funny. And I think he gives a lot back and tries to help people. And I think he's very genuine. But I think I can't remember who I, I, I wish I could credit them. But I think someone brought up where like in Hollywood, after so many flops, you're done. It's just like you are to the red box. Like yeah. you are in trash. And Ryan Reynolds he had a not great career for a long time and he just yeah. kept getting roles. Like he did this and like green lantern and a bunch of other stuff that was like misfires. But then he just kept, they're just like, no, we just want to make this guy happen. <laughs> and I mean, he wasn't good things, but like, it seems like the bad far outweighed the good until like much later in his career. I have to apologize for both of you for the coarse language I'm about to use, but mm. When uh, I watched this movie, I completely forgot. What is this, like, 25-year-old Ryan Reynolds? Something like that, I think, yeah. Yeah. I would suck a fart out of that man's butt. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like unapologetically. Like, when it gets to the part where, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I used to be one of them. And it shows, like, his snail trail. I'm like, my Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read some of the trivia where he was, like, the Blade Trinity like workout regime was like nearly killed him. He was like, it was so intense. And it's like, Oh, you can tell like, there's no goose suit there. It's all him. Yeah. He's in shape. <laughs> he's a yeah. handsome man. Mm. He's, he he certainly is. I, I, yeah, it's, it's hard not to look at that physique, you know, when he's in the jail cell and go, Ooh, okay. You know, again, well, I'm, I'm a straight, I'm a straight man, but listen, I can appreciate a good V. Let's just put it that way. That was I, also, I think it was funny to me in this movie is that he's shirtless. But Wesley Snipes is not shirtless at all in this movie. He's shirtless in both Blade One and Blade Two, but not at all in this movie, and that's by choice. Because that would be, be there. that would be too much work. I ain't doing that for you, David Escoyer. Yeah, I mean, towards the end, he couldn't be, even be bothered to open his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Too. <laughs> that's good. I, I think that's just funny as hell. Like, he just did not want to. Like he just did not want to be there. Like nobody wanted. Like I think it's funny. Like I was I was watching a video on YouTube, and they were talking about where Patton Oswalt had said that this movie should be above Citizen Kane just for the fact that it got made and released. <laughs> I was so happy to see him in so this. much. I was so happy. He got four lines, but, you know, I was very pleased to see Patton Oswalt in this one. It made me, it made me smile. So I feel that the terrible writing for this movie as well goes to the fact that we're hitting, this movie's hitting to, uh, 2004, and this is along the lines, because I looked up uh, one of the movies came out that year, and it's like Spider-Man 2 which means Spider-Man 1 had already come out. You have Catwoman, which also has terrible writing. And <laughs> a bunch of, like, a bunch. this is when superhero movies were trying to become, like, mainstream popular. And what is it? I feel like that's what they were trying to do for this, too. Because Blade 1 and 2 feel like more horror movies. 
And this yes. very much feels like a hokey superhero movie. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But it still has the R rating, doesn't it? Barely, though. This is the softest R rating. I mean, there's one decapitation early on, and then... There's a few. Well, there's, lots, well, there's lots of F-bombs, so I guess that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, there's they, a ton of F-bombs. Yeah, that's probably why. But from violence perspective, this is extremely tame. Like, they, they really isn't much to, to kind of go here. There is no giant fat pearl in Blade 1, nor are there these <laughs> grinning reapers in Blade 2 or spine replacements. So none of that going on here. So this seems very tame and safe. Which is also a bummer, too, especially after Blade 2, which took so many risks in, again, like the body horror and the grossness and just took a lot of risks. And because it was directed by someone who doesn't care about anything. And then <laughs> this one just feels very safe and by the numbers. It's kind of bland. And the, the one thing I think about Blade that really this movie in perspective, I thought about it. And actually, when you guys sent over, I'm going to say GIF. I know it's GIF, but it's GIF, whatever. You guys, you guys sent over a GIF of, Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel kind of like, you know, getting the getting the bow ready. And then Ryan uh-huh. Reynolds winks at her. And I realized right then and there, one of the tentpole problems with this movie, this movie tries to make other people cool. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't upstage your lead character. Blade is supposed to be cool. That's the number one thing he's got going for him. And when you try to make more cool characters, it kind of dilutes the experience. And now you just have... This team of not very cool people because Blade isn't that cool. But when you're the only cool person in the movie, you kind of center on the cool person. This is no longer cool people doing cool things. <laughs> he feels <laughs> Blade feels like a supporting character in his own movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And kind of so is. much. Yeah. I went to look up on I am or no, I went to bring up the Wikipedia article because I wanted to see how much money this made. And in the cast, like when you just Google Blade Trinity. Like, Wesley Snipes isn't even on the first page. It was like Ryan Reynolds, Jessica, it's, oh my god, I was about to call her Jessica Alba. Which apparently <laughs> happened right. in the commercials. They accidentally credited her as Jessica Alba in the commercials. Really? Yeah, wow. that, I mean, that's what I read wow. in the trivia. I don't know if there's a source. I mean, they're two different ethnicities, but they're equally replaceable, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I kept saying, is Jessica Alba in this thing? I can't remember. Or is it the one with the B? B- oh, She was B- in okay. Fantastic Four. Yes. Right, right, yeah, right. I legit thought that was uh, Carmen Electra for a hot minute too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jessica Biel a lot. I don't remember. I don't remember her being in any other movies other than this one, really, that I can even think of. But I like her a lot in this movie. She was in that Texas, that ill, that stupid Platinum Dunes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, wasn't she? Never. Yeah, seen she him. was. Yeah, she was. She was in and the was the reboot. Yeah, that was yes. three. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Because this is when she was trying to break away from, like, Seventh Heaven. So, I mean, she was just taking, like, any role that was, like, R-rated and just trying to break out of that squeaky clean image. (laughs) That's fair. I I really like, I I think that's one reason why I like this movie, because I really like that actress. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. Like, I didn't realize till this watch through that how much Wesley Slaves is not in this film. It's okay. Like, he just doesn't, and you can, like, you can see how much he just doesn't give a fuck. You yeah. really can. And and uh, and clearly now that I know some of the backstory, that makes a lot of sense considering not only how little he's in this movie, but how long and drawn out some of these scenes are and these transitions yeah. and slow motion. And the camera's bad. They just 
they just didn't have enough. They didn't have enough footage. They probably were like, "Look, we got like seventy-five minutes of stuff here, and this is not going straight to straight to DVD." So, how do we fill this in? I, it feels like that because that was definitely a vibe I got from it. There was, I think, there was a one of the introductions of Dracula, and I made a mental note because they keep cutting to like him and like just his like suit, and I was like, "This is." I don't know if there's a way to put it. I call it the most new line thing ever. <laughs> like, cause it just reminded me of things like spawn. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is the most new line ass new line cinema thing. It sure is. That's funny. The, the other thing that I think about too, is because uh, if you listen to the last podcast for people, you know, who are listening to this one now, Phil said something on the lines where like, uh, Wesley Snipes had a lot of like, pull for the first two movies so him not being able to actually like have probably not any choice and then being like no we just need to make it more schlockier and have more you know action and stuff like that i can understand why he had also all those fits and why this movie is just kind of bad yes he was supposed to have like final say in the director and i think they were trying and again a lot of this isn't sourced or maybe it is that they were trying yeah. to get back the director from like the first movie steven norton who was fresh off of LXG, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. If anyone remembers that movie, that wasn't Sean Connery's last film. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. And he saw the script and he was like, no, this is trash. <laughs> but there are good ideas. Like, I like some of the ideas in the. Yeah, there are movie. some good ideas. As we go through, we'll probably talk about those. I agree. I think I think we'll probably be uh, in lockstep on that one. What is the name of the last group in the last movie? You mean Night Stalkers? The Blood Pack? There we go. I like oh, that movie. Yeah, right. I like Night Stalkers more than Blood Pack. <laughs> yes, I agree well, Night with Stalkers that. is from the comics, for sure. It's a group yeah. that, if I remember, I don't, I can't even say who's in it. I don't really know much about Cannibal that part of Marvel. King was apparently a vampire, much like kind of Morbius on the Spider-Man cartoon, which, that was something that I'm shocked that, because I listened to the Blade 2 episode, like, was anyone else's introduction to the Blade character from Spider-Man, the animated series? No. Oh, because this was how I learned about Blade. Because I remember when the first Blade came out, I was like, oh, that character from Spider-Man is getting his own movie? Because <laughs> I think like a lot of the ideas of the Blade franchise didn't so much come from the comics, but it came from that show. Because in the cartoon, they bring up like Whistler and the serum and his mom, like him looking for his mom, who turns out to be a vampire. Like, I know John Semper Jr., like the producer of that cartoon, is like, yeah, a lot of this was taken from our show. Because I, I, I mean, I don't I didn't read a lot of Blade comics like most of the world. Their introduction was probably from the first movie in 1998. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, mean, I think that was my first experience to Blade. I really need to rewatch the Amazing Spider-Man series. <laughs> it's a little tough. Yeah, because it's a 1994 or six cartoon. Probably oh, that cartoon is it. great, man. That has some like really great character. Like the animation looks certain super cheap. I even recognize that as a kid. But like some of the story arcs in that are like downright brutal and horrific. Yeah, but some of the voice acting is really, really bad. <laughs> I I've been curious about. It. I forgot that there was a Blade episode back then. I don't remember yeah, that. I mean, he was like a recurring character because he was like with Morbius, and I think him and Morbius and Black Cat went off to hunt vampires. And I think Malcolm McDowell was like Whistler. <laughs> okay. I don't, I still, as I said at the top, so I still really like this film, but I think it's just because when I saw this in 2004, 
it, I think this it just hit me right. And even now, like I was entertained during this movie. Like I recognize that this is a bad movie, but I was entertained. Listen, I'm a guy who likes the entire Resident Evil movie franchise. <laughs> and this movie's okay for me. It wasn't that good, but it also was pretty bad. I had to take frequent breaks and walk away. Like I just had to. <laughs> I, I had I had to, I didn't take breaks, but I, I had a couple of good. Come on. This is so boring. And I watched it on my computer on digital video disc because my computer still has a DVD drive in it. Don't ask me why. It's just there. And I'm watching this on like VLC media player. And it's like, there's no up resolution. I'm just watching it like this is exactly how this movie needs to be seen. You don't need to see this in like 4K, UHD, none of that. And I kept like glancing at the time left because, you know, that's exactly what you should do when you're watching an engrossing action movie mm-hmm. is just keep glancing at how much time you have left before you can just go to bed and well, do dishes and then go to bed. So that, that was my experience. But it's just a bland. Yeah, you know, I've said it before on the show. I think one of the worst sins a movie can commit is just being a net zero, yep. like just being a, a stack of bland. I you know? agree. And that's that's the worst thing you can do. I would rather something be great or absolutely terrible like i think of the uncharted movie from earlier this year and i saw it and i was like it was fine but like the games are memorable and i love these characters and this is just feels like such a cookie cutter action film that's perfectly serviceable but nothing is special no there's not not a thing is special in it except the cringy parts and 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 Ryan Reynolds physique. Other than that, there is really <laughs> nothing to write home about in this movie. <laughs> oh man, I still love. There's a me, not maybe not a meme, but a thing that goes around how Jessica Biel destroyed a three hundred thousand dollar camera in this movie. Oh yeah, what? There's there's I don't I didn't see the shot in the film, but supposedly there's one point where he, he told her to shoot directly at the camera, and it was completely covered by like bulletproof glass. So for one little hole right where the camera was. And she was that good of an archer that she shot it right through the hole and destroyed the camera because he told her. Wow, that's that's, wow. Impressive and disastrous. And I mean, why he didn't just tell her aim lower or, you know, he told her aim for the aim for the camera because he wanted that shot and she hit the camera. Wow. Interesting. Well, it says a lot about the direction of this movie. (laughs) Please fire an arrow at my extremely expensive camera. Destroy the camera. Maybe we can get out of finishing it. (laughs) Yeah. And action. Huh. Well, it's never a good sign when I guess because one of the things I was re- you know listening to was like where that they couldn't you know we said before they couldn't find a director so they're like yeah you wrote the movie you direct it like that that's not how this works I don't think. all right well it's yeah. just weird to me like that's not the way that you usually you know you hire you have someone that has like experience you don't just give a guy who's never directed a movie before like oh here direct this movie yeah I, was this his first he had directed one other thing I think before this that no one saw so I don't know. I agree. I mean, it's well, you know, Marvel's been doing that forever now. You know, if you're a director that has one relatively well received indie, yeah. hit, they'll hand you the reins to like, I don't know, Ant-Man or you know, something or, or, you know, Black Panther. And for some reason, it always works out. Usually works out. They're never as bad as this. They at least always have an authorial tone to it or a directorial vision. For some reason, the mid 2000s were just rife. Like you said, uh, Blair, just rife with these. Just cookie cutter, bland. We're trying to replicate the comics too much. Not cinematic. Just news fests. And luckily, uh, Iron Man was able to fly us out of this uh, terrible doldrums. (laughs) 
and launch us into a better era of superhero movies for better or for worse. And here we are. Yeah, but now we have these weird Marvel movies where no one wants to do anything different because they're scared it won't make them money. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. Wait yeah. till we talk about Eternals. Blah. That's crazy to think about. Like, And I never realized how much of a gap there was between Blade 1 and 2. Because Blade 1 was like August 98, and then Blade 2 was until like March or February of 2002. Like that's unheard of for like sequel turnarounds. It really is. That's and then point. this one was like again like December two thousand four. <laughs> like, as a, and then three years later they did the same thing with the Punisher. They went on the Punisher war zone on like Christmas Day in two thousand seven. Like, yo, yeah, that's when you put out. Uh, okay, you want to talk about great movies? Punisher war zone. That's yeah, like a ten. So, seen oh, oh my god, my. <laughs> That's a movie we have to do. When I tell you there's a scene with heavy butt rock playing and a man jumps off a roof and gets blown up by an RPG, that's a movie you have to see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and one thing I do want to, that since I, I feel like we're, we, we don't even want to talk about this film scene by scene at the rate we're going, I, I do want to mention that like the whole, well, the whole plot of the movie is that they go and they, they're trying to resurrect Dracula for some reason just to kill blade i guess but it's never really clear they they want to utilize him to become him because his blood is the purest thing but they really never get back to that plot they just kind of here kind of goes away yeah the plot kind of goes away the reason why they want to and they exposit the reasons and i i love the fact in the syrian opening we can just fly into it and we can probably blow through a lot of this to be honest there really isn't much to talk about it's there's a couple things i want to talk about but same yeah Yeah. especially this first moment where if you're a fan of blade right you're you're you have certain expectations so right so the helicopter i think it's a helicopter lands in the syrian desert these commandos jump off wearing standard tactical commando gear faces completely covered so you know they're vampires there's no surprise here no no attempt at subterfuge this is not a surprise. And one of the vampires turns around and flips off the sun. Now, <laughs> here, here's what this does, Mr. Goyer. You have to establish tone. Early on, tone. That's everything. It's the most important thing. And what this tells you right now is this movie is stupid. This is a stupid movie with stupid decisions, and it's a comedy. So you're telling your audience, hey, did you like Blade 1 that was kind of cool, atmospheric, and kind of violent? And did you like Blade 2, which was really a horror movie, dressed up in action clothes? Well, this movie's an outright comedy. Prepare to chuckle, y'all, because this is going to have a lot of jokes. And it, it, it's, it's a really very telling of what the rest of this film is going to be. I like the fact that they kind of just walk into this temple. They hit the ground and it crumbles like nobody has walked into this thing. <laughs> They're the, that, that's their big search, right? Smash. Go into the basement. Like nobody else has thought of this in the Syrian temple. No one's seen this Syrian temple in the middle of Syria in the desert. It's just, no one's seen it. It's just it's, it's hidden. So Stupid. I can't remember Blade 2 and you guys recently did it. So something I was thinking, well, two things actually. One, now that I... Because it seems like they're getting Dracula because the vampires are like on their heels, like, oh, Blade is like such a problem. But then throughout the entire movie, like Whistler's like, no, nah, we're losing. So it's very weird. It's just like, so who is winning this war? The- so wh- why would Dracula as a vampire have like a heat signature? <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Good point. That is there- very dumb. I like I like the fact they're looking at it on like an HP like palm thing because I was trying to point out all the places <laughs> where old <Island>. technology <laughs> was was in their hands 
And yeah, it's a very good point. I don't know why Dracula would have a heat signature. Because I don't know him in Blade 2 because I know they had a security system. Yes, because like Scud is like, okay, no, is there any heat signatures? Like, no, they're all suckheads. So right. like, but I guess maybe Dracula because he's not like other vampires because he he's also a daywalker. I believe that. Yeah. I put more thought to it than what the writer. I'm gonna say that you really did. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> did you did you mention the part where he flips off the sun? Yes. yes. Oh, of course I did. Yeah, okay. that, that's. I mean, you, you can't talk about this movie without the big middle finger to the uh, to the sun. So that way, like you the, know, vampires. And then what? And then it jumps to another city after the Syrian desert. Does it ever say what city that is? It's America. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. Well, I know. I'm <laughs> telling you right now, it is not because the like it is hardcore Canada. <laughs> like y'all oh, don't yeah. have a bank oh, of yeah. Montreal in America. I don't think. <laughs> I, I didn't. I couldn't tell. I was trying to look and see if I could find any landmarks. But yeah, these movies are never set in any any real city. It's just set in yeah American city, yeah whatever. So yeah. So normally they say like a I'm, I feel like Blade Two said where it was at. Like oh, we're in Russia. Yes. We're here. It gave us more. Oh, this, you're, right. Like, nah, you're right. We we're in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, we were in Czechoslovakia. We're in Russia. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, this movie they just did not care at all. Well, actually, I like to think that there is a reason why he's in somewhat probably America. And it makes sense as to what the uh, what what the whole other weird backlog theme of this movie is. That's a bad movie. No. OK, so we have this ne- we have this next scene where Blade's doing what he does. He does what Blade does. He hunts vampires. He, hun- he hunts white men vampires, which I always think is the running theme for this for this movie series, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is Blade being a ha- uh, a half vampire black man hunting down weirdly gross white men who you know drink blood from babies and stuff like that (laughs) so you have him blowing up what was probably like a shitty blood sucking facility because you see like jars in the window and guys who have drac kid eula stickers on their motorcycles and you get you get the little you get the little bit of action from the movie wesley snipes stands and like fights guys which i think is i guess maybe he's getting on in his age maybe because he is like pretty old in this movie he is he is up there and and it's clearly he he doesn't have the unfortunately the capacity to, to too much to do much considering the only weapon he really wields in this is a shotgun. And we all know from video <laughs> games you don't need much skill to wield a shotgun and just start blowing people away. Although the sound of a shotgun is extremely satisfying. It just really yeah. is. So good. Yeah, this is just classic kind of blade doing blade things. He shows up the car arrives, you know, Whistler drives up with the car and and that car is a beater i'm sorry i'm amazed that thing runs that can't be like <laughs> that that car is that vehicle is brutal like that that thing has ugh, looks, just looks terrible the, and the, can blade just standard, the blade mobile yes the blade mobile that has really no tricks or <laughs> no tricks because i love the fact that the blade mobile just has standard glass in the windshield because why would you like replace that with bulletproof stuff they must have that somewhere well but no that just shatters the thing. they kind of mentioned the first blade because like he breaks in somewhere and he like rummages like i think it's like a pawn shop or something and he just starts stealing watches and like the um god i can't remember the that's the first movie the first play yeah and she like looks at him and he's like you know this isn't the march of dimes like we have to do whatever we can for money so like i don't think he's gonna have like the best stuff but then he also has this like kind of great abandoned like dockside warehouse it's a yeah. pretty cool base the base is rad cool yeah it's kind of not they inconspicuous all, but... and all the explosives like in the security system man 
Seriously. Well, that's later on when we get to that point. And all the fireworks they also launch as well because we, as we're blowing things up, I love the fireworks in movies. <laughs> this makes you laugh. But th- yes, go ahead. Yeah, there's there's a weird thing I noticed about this movie. I noticed about this this opening scene, which plays into the storyline, but it doesn't make sense. So you have Blade chasing these guys, and they, that taken wrong, there is something special about this car. It has UV lights and it has a specific cup holder for his double barrel shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I just that thought you had that in America, anyways. <laughs> no. Only in Texas. <laughs> yeah, only in Texas. He turns on the UV lights, and there's two there's two vampires in the car in front of him, and one of them's hiding from the UV lights. So then the car crashes, and he goes up, and he shoots the guy, and people are freaking out. And it's revealed that the guy's human, but if the guy's human, then why was he hiding from the UV light? Because uh, yeah. it was yeah. a trap! Is he's a really good actor? I guess. But then <laughs> you you go into this weird thing where they're like, aha, we have you now, Blade, where... You know, we recorded you killing a people, and now everyone thinks you're a bad guy. But then it's like, why is that important, though? Like, he's been doing this for years. Like, Yeah, in Blade 1, he's, like, in a park in his tactical gear with a sword having, like, a conversation with, like, Deacon Frost. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's normal. And it's like, no, what? <laughs> well, it's like in like, this, yeah. Well, that's like in this movie when they when they kind of walk into that office building and they're just walking down the street, bow and arrow, arrows, <laughs> guns strapped to hips, sword, sword ablazing. Like, yeah, no one seems to be too concerned about these, you know, three three warriors running around with tactical gear on. But uh, this one, I think, is interesting. It, it's you're right. There's lots of stupid, goofy things. The UV lights. It's like, why don't you just use that before? How about you just leave the UV lights on like all the time? Just it won't keep, hurt anybody else. So keep, yeah, just keep the lights on. It'll, it'll probably bug some of the drivers driving by to a big blast of light. Your high beams. Hey, drains the battery. May it drains the movie of any tension. That's what that would probably do. <laughs> and uh, that's but like get, it's yeah. it's a cool bombastic opening, but like it also feels, and I guess like Blade in this movie, like he's just so sloppy. And I guess yeah. maybe it's just yeah. his age where he's like, he's been doing it so long. But at the same time, it's just like you're it's like this big bombastic thing when it's just like, no, you have to do this smart. But here you are in the road having like a Fast and the Furious road chase where like the car <laughs> comes out of the back like a spy hunter. And <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. And like the whole idea of them framing him, like what Bill said, he did kill, you know, he killed so many people. He's, he's been, been doing killed. this for years. I mean, like, oh, we got you on film. I'm sure he's killed many people. And they've, you know, like the FBI is obviously after him. Like it was just it's just it's a dumb plot that doesn't go anywhere. And I like how this guy that he he uh, that he kills on camera wielded by Parker Posey, who I'm always glad when she shows up in something. I don't know why I have an affinity for her. She I'm just like, oh, Parker, good for you. I'm Who's glad. Parker hey. Posey. She she's the uh, well, she plays the the, the head lady uh, vampire. Oh, the goth chick? Yeah, well, yeah. The one with fangs in her vagina. (laughs) (sighs) I can't... I I hope, I really hope that was a literal reference. I know it wasn't, but all I could think of... There is a movie that is about that, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, I love that movie. (laughs) It's really stupid. Like, it's one of those things where it's like... uh, I'm assuming that might have been an ad-lib from Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Because, like, I was watching some of the bloopers of this, and they're like, there are tons of parts where it's just him saying random shit and then they just went wherever they wanted i love that but i like the like the the setup is interesting because like the whole thing is like this shadow war 
between like Blade and the vampires, and like Whistler, like Whistler says after, like you kill vampires, they just disintegrate into ash. There's no bodies, so there's no evidence. But just like how stupidly Blade gets caught is like that's not a great way to set it up because it is interesting to have him like, okay, I can't, like I have to hunt different. But then later on in the movie, they're just like walking in places in broad daylight in like superhero outfits and no. It's a guy who was on the news and the posters everywhere. Like, it's so <laughs> dumb. And I really love it. There's a couple of things here. A, you're 100% right. This is a pretty good set. I, I like this. This is not bad. All I could think of was, imagine if Blade was like, they took this to, like, the next level. And he was, like, in a congressional hearing or, like, in, <laughs> in court, you know. And all of a sudden, Better Call Saul shows up and starts defending Blade. Like, your honor. Come on. I because I've been watching Better Call Saul. That's <laughs> an amazing show, <laughs> as opposed to this, which is not great. And I so I like to think it was, was you know it all becomes this come like is, there's no more action, right? It becomes this courtroom drama. You know his friends are trying to like figure out how to exonerate him, and they're going through and cleaning up all the evidence. I, I like this movie could have been well not great, but at least he's <laughs> entirely different. That movie it, sounds just, better than what we saw. Yeah, yeah, I think it might. It sounds yeah. See, hey. Yeah. Hey, Marvel, hire me. Hire me. Tran- transfer those funds for Mr. Goyer, and I'll take care of the uh, reboot of this one. You got, you got Don't worry, he ain't be hired again. <laughs> no, he will not be. You got the right mindset, but you got the wrong uh, attorney, Mr. Bill Tucker. It wouldn't be better call Saul. It would be She-Hulk in the new She-Hulk coming out next Yes, week. yes. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that movie. but or Is it a show or a movie? I don't even know. It's a show. show. Okay, I don't even know what to make of that show, but I, no. I'm, I don't even know what I'm getting into, and I'm kind of here for that. I know exactly <laughs> what we're getting into. Go, go to YouTube and look up the first clip, the opening clip of the TV show, and it's... I, I don't know what her, her her name is originally, but it's her and uh, Jennifer Walters. That her original like, comic book name. Yes. So it's it's Jennifer and Bruce talking, and it's them going back and forth, and it's basically like, so Captain America went to war, got unfrozen, and then did a whole bunch of other stuff back to back, right? And Bruce is like, yeah, where are you going with this? And she goes, Captain America's totally a virgin. <laughs> so I think it'll be a good show. It's a really yeah. good back and forth. Yeah. Cool. Okay, dialogue. I'm I'm kind of excited for it. So, anyways, yeah, I'm intrigued. Anyway, back to, back to this. See how see how interesting this Bad movie is. Movie. <laughs> we, we keep t- going back and forth to like other more interesting properties. So, oh, so I guess we just got to say FBI is after Blade, and then you have the Vampire Headquarters. It jumps to I think is where you were at, where you have the girl, God Parker Posey, when they go to see Dracula, and he's been feeding on all these people, and she's like, I'll go in there, and, and then they make the comment where. We didn't capture him. He let us take him or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one one very quick thing, if I can just backtrack. There was a second thing in the FBI scene. And it's the FBI scene is stupid because it's all just standard cop stuff, which no one needs to see. Yeah. You just don't need those in films anymore. The psychiatrist who's clearly in cahoots with the, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with the vampires. I love the fact that all of their wanted posters have the name Blade on it. <laughs> like they refer to him as Blade. Like, how did you know that's what he's? That's why I know he's called Blade. Like, no one. No, it was an anonymous Blade on the wall or something. Instead yeah, of a Z, it, he went B L A D. It was an anonymous. And this is before they captured him. So 
did it say it on the you know real audio clip that Parker Posey uploads into her um, into her iMac clearly displayed Apple icon in the very lower area as it pans <laughs> over? Hey, you gotta get money wherever like, you can. This this yeah. old like div X or whatever the hell they called those things is video the transfer t- devices is the oh. TV show with the um, chief of police and I can't remember the actor's name. He's like the voice of like the worm on the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Was that before? The car chase? No, that's after the car chase. Okay. My my favorite thing about that scene is the guy goes, so, Mr. Chief of Police, do you believe that there's something about vampires and stuff? No, vampires aren't real. And I literally went, that's something a vampire would say. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. That's such a baiting question, right? It's like, are you <laughs> sure? Yeah. So the only bloodsuckers are the lo- people who pass the bar, I believe was the line. Oh, no. Was that really the line? Oh no! My, t- for my own safety and sanity, my brain washed that out. Like, oh my gosh! Okay, all right. No, the the weirder part is, is you you kind of get through beats of this movie. So the vampires can take over, like the chief of police and some other stuff, but the FBI can't. So you, I would imagine at least at some point that the government would know that vampires exist. Yeah, but then that wouldn't make any fucking sense either. Because then why are they after Blade? It's a stupid movie. With a super so, yeah, and, here, and here's the thing about this, too. People may be listening to this and saying, you guys are really overanalyzing Blade, Blade Trinity. OK, look, what do you expect? <laughs> and to be fair, they may be correct. However, our brains work a lot faster than we think. And even we don't recognize these things, our brains do. And that's why things don't work. So you go, why didn't this work? And then you think about it and you're like, oh, that's why, because it's stupid. But your brain already recognized this. So you're watching this thing. I really do think like your brain records and is recognizing all the stupidity and, and continuity flaws and the fact they had the word blade on the wanted poster. Yeah. But but then you think, like, oh, that, that was kind of dumb. So you're to those who are thinking we are overanalyzing this. I challenge you to also think about this film in, in case you haven't. And no offense if you haven't, because we're supposed to for this podcast. I certainly would not have. So trust me, no, no shame. But. I challenge you to kind of think about like, hey, all these stupid things. And don't be surprised if you don't come up with your own. James Reamer is uncorruptible. I'm always down for a good James Reamer. Who's who's James Reamer? He's the the FBI guy. He oh. was like he, he's like a guy and you'll see him in a bunch of things. And you're like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> like he was Raiden in Mortal Kombat 2. What? <laughs> what? <sighs> that movie exists. I've never I've never seen that, but based on Mike's sigh, I have a funny feeling I will at some point. Oh, it is. Oh, I was supposed to do Mortal Kombat see. one with the original people that were on the show and I still haven't yet. So oh one day. Mortal Kombat two is like, you know, we talk about like like excellent terrible and excellent good and like middle being terrible and Mortal Kombat two or Mortal Kombat Annihilation rather is like so bad that it's absolutely excellent. Like, it is never boring, but it's, it is awful. The, the movie is not a sum zero. Like this movie. This movie is just zero. <laughs> Anything good is washed up by everything bad. Uh, and notice how, again, we're talking about more interesting properties than this particular film. Yeah. yeah. So but, uh, we get, yeah, we get introduced it. to Dracula. And as I said in a comment last night, because I was watching it last night, this is an ugly Dracula. Yeah, he doesn't He's look horribly like this cast. Yeah, the ca- the actor is too, looks too young, in my opinion, to be Dracula too. I mean, I know Dracula's ageless, blah blah blah, but he's just still too young and he's too like pretty. 
So when did Prison Break come out? Was this pre-Prison Break or this is pre-Prison? Okay. Okay. And the actor Why? does actually a decent job who plays, you know, um, shirt half open Dracula. But he's a bit too beefy. He's like, it's like you, know, you think Dracula, think long, slender. You think also kind of seductive, obviously. That's a big part of the Dracula mythos, right? That's kind of, you know, you got to bring him in, that sort of thing. Um, he's just kind of this beefcakey, you know, you know, beach body dude. And it just, you're right. It's just a terrible, terrible casting. Castlevania well, has ruined us. Prison Break for <laughs> Orwell. Yeah, the actor is Dominic Purcell, who, like, Prison Break, I guess, was his breakout thing. Yeah, it was. That's and then, break. yeah, and I mean, I know him as McRory from Legends of Tomorrow, where Same. he's like, I love McRory so much. Like, I wish Dracula was secretly like a romance novel novelist with a pen name of Rebecca Silver in this movie it would have been so much better. <laughs> he's a much like he, he just looks too young. If he would have casted that version of the guy that played, you know, McRory, like, OK, I could buy it, but he's too young for this part. He's a henchman, like yeah, he's a yeah. henchman character, yeah. like Dracula, because he's talking about like honor and like living by the sword and things like that. But he doesn't look like someone who's kind of worn, who's kind of had that life. And no, like, he's... not saying he's an ugly man, because I'm like, he's fine, but he's not like classically charming and he doesn't look like a warrior. So... It's just like, and eh, we have to film in like two weeks. Who's the best guy we got? I guess we'll go with that guy. It's not like, you know, it's probably like their fifth choice for the villain of this movie. It's just, yeah, it just did. It didn't work at all. You have a small, not small, but you have a scene where the FBI rages a safe house. Whistler gets shot like that quickly. Like they just kill Whistler off because I guess he didn't want to be in this movie either. No, he didn't. And then they arrest Blade, and that, and I guess in that scene where Blade sits down, that isn't Wesley Snipes because he wouldn't do it. It's actually somebody else, a stunt double, and they CGI his face on there. What the fuck? Wait, what? What? Yeah, he wouldn't sit down. He would not do that part. He wouldn't get. He's like, nope, I won't do it. So they had to CGI someone his face on there. I think when I was when I was hearing. You thought the whole samurai thing where he's doing, and then this scene goes on forever and ever, and just does not end. The part where he sits, yeah, I mean, that's also stupid, but the part where he sits down, like, where the yes, he sits down and, like, crouches and then puts the sword there, I don't think that's actually Wesley Snipes. Well, let's get out of here. They they kill Whistler in Blade, and it's a very emotional moment, mm-hmm. and it's just, yeah. like, my father yeah. is gone. Then they spend a movie bringing him back, and, yeah. in, like, in Blade 2, it's like, oh, maybe he has turned to the vampires as he was with them so long until, like, you know, he's with him, and then... Then he's talking about like, oh, I no good for you anymore. I've secretly been training people somehow. And then you just like get rid of him. And then he's only back in. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it later about how yeah, Dracula there. keeps changing into people who are already dead, thus giving himself away, defeating the purpose of shapeshifting. <laughs> <laughs> right. You should you should change. You should turn yourself into people who are alive. So if someone has that's the idea of subterfuge, you see, they'll be more confusing than you are now. You might as well just walked up in your it's regular like, form. Oh, Whistler, why are you alive and dressed in like red leather pants and like a <laughs> romance novelist white shirt? <laughs> why, why do you look like you're about to go to a, a disc, a club at, you know, one o'clock in the morning? I, he, th- this actor looks like somebody who'd be really into like. This might be a really deep poll, but like into like the NYC underground party compilations, you know, like the the 
when techno was a really big thing, like dance music. This guy was absolutely at the club drinking cranberry vodkas at, at you know two in the morning, just fist pumping to to electronic the music. Sans- the yes, the sans- exactly. Yes, thank you. I was I was trying to think of a <laughs> a techno song of the era. But yeah, it's just like and they get him arrested. Like it's just a weird thing, and the guy plot doesn't really play much more in this movie other than the ending. Barely, like it's a weird. Like you have this whole thing. I mean, this, you know, he gets captured, and the whole point of him getting arrested is just so you can have the people rescue him when the vampires show up. I mean, that was the whole point of it. It felt like we're gonna have him come in this room. We're gonna have him get drugged by the the psychiatric or the the God. What the hell? Is this psychiatric the word I want? One of those yeah. words. Like, and the guy's, you know, a familiar and blah, blah, blah. Like, you obviously can tell. Like, this is the guy that was on TV, too, talking about Blade being a sociopath. And then you, this yeah. is when you have, then Hannibal jumps into the room. And I, I couldn't get over how dumb this part is. Like, when the girl who turned him into a vampire, first, she, she doesn't just say Hannibal. She says, Hannibal King! Like, you don't have someone just walk in the room and you say they're like, John Smith! And be like, oh, hey, John or John. Not, you know, like, it was just dumb to me. Like, why did they, like, it just felt like a name drop. Just to drop the name, like we're all gonna know who Hannibal King is. And the Jessica Beale strong female protagonist stream scene predated this. Thank you. I was gonna go back to that because I'll let you just run with it. Well, yeah, because you have the introduction to who is later revealed to be Abigail Whistler, Whistler's daughter, who which they would have made sense, made more sense perhaps for her to be like, Oh, I actually survived being killed or something instead of Oh yeah, I just like banged some other girl and had another kid. Okay, that um, was that was retcon, like retcon, retcon, retcon. I felt yeah. really. Oh yeah. So there's a bunch of some forty-one vampires, <laughs> like the most two thousand four escape kid vampires, yes. and they see like a girl with a baby, and they're gonna go kill her, but then she has to have the Milovich, like I believe. I don't know if anyone watches a red letter media where Mike calls it like the strong female protagonist where she's like running and then the car flips over her and she just slides under it and just is awesome where she has like her bikes in her shoes. (laughs) Yeah, she's got a she's got the uh, the blade, the the wild, wild west shoe blade. And she also apparently has an Assassin's Creed hidden blade on her wrist. I love that. Yeah, that was cool. But th- th- funny enough, this explains into the whole weird thing, which goes into the the weird Dracula thing where he's like, why do you guys want me to turn you into vampires? You guys kind of suck. Where it's like you have weird teenagers who are vampires running around. And it's like the whole proof of like, yeah, there's just people who are vampires turning other people into vampires because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It does uh, kind of fit into that and kind of fits into what what uh, old Dracula, I guess we just call him Dracula. What Dracula has been saying is that, you know, you guys are a shell of your former selves. And I think that's fair, like the degradation over hundreds of centuries. But we can't leave that subway scene. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go, please. I'll let you, because if I do it, it's just. (laughs) So I love (laughs) this scene. She's fighting these guys. or She's walking down when it's obviously a trap. And she knows it's a trap. And they pretend like they don't know that she doesn't know it's a trap. And they very villainous style take the baby away and i love the the takeaway where she's on the ground and like they rip the thing off the baby and they're like it's a fake baby and it says fuck you and they it sprays garlic spray not holy water it sprays garlic spray into their face and she does all kinds of backflips there's is this is the weird cgi weapon revealed in this too i think so the uv laser 
I like that weapon, other than the fact that every time it expands, you can see how fake it is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I wish they would use it more. But yeah, she she whoops all these guys' asses, and I think it goes back to Blade being in jail. Yes, at that point, yes, we go to Blade being in jail, and that's when I almost called him the Blood Pack. But the the group group of evil, the main group of evil uh, vampire team, uh, I wrote down... My son really likes costumes. He's in his phase where he has all he has a ninja costume, is a pirate costume, a space per, space person costume, astronaut rather. And I swear, Triple H's costume was bought at Costco. Like they <laughs> they plucked that off of like because it was made in December. I guess it was released in December, but made probably way before that. Discount rack costume for Triple H because if you see a person dressed as a police officer, clearly go on in, sir. You're fine. Like, everyone just lets them in. I, I guess maybe they're all familiars. And I hate the way familiars actually are, are, are cast in this. Because it gets worse in this film. Where they're just stand-ins to let, the, the, let vampires do what they want to do. So if they need a device to move the plot forward, they'll just put a familiar in. Oh, he's a familiar. That's why they were able to just walk into the police station without identification or anything. In, in half slow motion. And, and let them do their thing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, funny enough, they do mention that because when when the the, the evil people group walk in, uh, Blade even looks at them and goes, how did you get in here? And she like whispers something in his ear like, oh, we've moved people around. So, yes. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. So there are there's like maybe two familiars, but everyone in the police station is somewhere else dealing with something else. And that's how they I guess they oh, explain. They, they all show up pretty soon, though. Yeah. And again, it's just like the whole thing is why do you even need Dracula? Because <laughs> it, 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 it needs to be like the vampires need to be deathly losing. It's like we're down to so many numbers and Blade is going to end our race because it seems like they're doing pretty good. It's like oh, we no. have every level of government under in our pocket and we have you dead to rights on film. Like you don't need Dracula. <laughs> No, they yeah, and, yeah. They, they need Dracula. Either I, I explains the movie as to what's going on with that, which proves I should really have not been paying attention to this movie. <laughs> so the the thing that it happens later, which apparently another movie called Daywalkers rips off. They need Dracula because they're ready to take over the world. Is what it is. They they have they've already established that there's multiple. There's that scene where they walk in and there's people and like the blood packs, like the human human blood sucking machines. And there's one yeah. in every there's one in every state already. And what it is is they're ready to go, but they still have the weakness of most vampires have, which I'm assuming is just sunlight. So they need Dracula so they can become like him, like an original original vampire, and then they can take over the world and not worry about anything anymore. But that then makes you sense. Still need uh, oh yeah, I think it was Daybreakers. That's the one with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and it's got and a Sam Neil, and it's like the, the oh, whole God. conceit is like. And ends in another interesting movie where it's like just okay, but it's like the the vampires have won and humans are just like human caprice. And that's the thing; everyone wants to be a vampire, <laughs> but like you still need people. Mm-hmm. Like you don't that's have true. Morbius blood that you can rely on or whatever. Like I don't understand. <laughs> like it's also through vampire lore. I don't think you're a, you can get pregnant. I think that's the reason why humans have to exist too. But you know, whatever. oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I don't know much about vampire lore, but what I do know is it, it, the, the escape here is very silly. I, it always seems through this entire series, this entire franchise, Blade is more of a nuisance 
than anything else. <laughs> he's just like an annoying guy. Especially in this kind. movie. Yeah, he just seems like, like oh, God, Blade again? Because he's not going, like you said, to every single city. And evidently they have sleeper cells. You know, the uh, Night Stalkers have sleeper cells evidently everywhere. But they don't have Blade. And, they're not, and they even say, we're losing. Like, we're not killing them fast enough. Oh, of course you're not. You're just Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel running around with, like, laser swords built by Patton Oswalt. Like, come on now. And, and Ryan course, Reynolds seems incompetent throughout this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't he really know. does. Like, yeah. I know it's, he's there for comedy, but, like, given him his... It just seems like he gets a crap kicked out of him all the time. And, like, you know, I, I know he's cut, but, like, <laughs> you're not going to beat the game in a fist fight, man. Like, Triple yeah. H is going to, like, give you the pedigrees. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it, it is they they seem very ill-equipped so when when blade after the, and we can talk a little bit about i like the fact that there's an arrow that goes around a corner great that's awesome that was i like that too i i like when when superheroes and super people shoot arrows i like hawkeye i i've come remember i came to like hawkeye after loathing him the first time through and after the mcu series i'm like oh you know what kind of dig hawkeye that's pretty cool he's the only one that doesn't have a superpower he's just good at a thing and that's awesome he's a regular dude I dig arrows and stuff. That's that's fun for me. But the whole escape again, and also not to just get, linger on this any more than we have to. The constantly strobing light. Oh, there are so I many. My eyes. I did too. My all. There's several times in this movie where the light yeah. choices, like the flashing, they really really bother me because again, <laughs> this thing is lit by a power cable from from a from a telephone pole somewhere. Knocking out one light won't make everything go, and it goes down so dark as your eyes can't adjust fast enough, and it's really, really, um, yeah, it bothered me. I was, I, yeah, I had a really hard time with with the uh, that lighting choice. It's annoying. It, everything with the whole police station is just weird. Where they're escaping and they're, I mean, they're beating the shit out of cops. It's like they're killing cops. It felt like unless they're using bullets that aren't, you know, that powerful. And then like Wesley Snipes just leaves. He's gone for most of the scene because he's out getting his sword, as you find out later. But like, no, no, it's no, just no. weird. No, he he's not out getting his sword. He's in his trailer sulking while he lets the other <laughs> actors do all the work. Evidently, evidently, that's what was happening. And then the whole thing where their whole plan is they rush out the front door, and there's all these cops just waiting for him because obviously you just you know started murdering people inside 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 a giant police station. Of course, there's gonna be people waiting outside for you. And then this this blade jumps out the jumps out the window with his sword, like I get my sword, which again is just. You know, like you said, just I like, like oh, this is why he wasn't in the scene. Yeah, he wasn't smoking weed. No, no, he was. I like that. <laughs> Forgot my soul. And then the random car just drives past and picks them up somehow, and they just drive off and then just yeah, get away. Don't open fire on the crappy GMC truck. It's like, <laughs> oh no, none of our vehicles can outrun this 1999 vehicle. Like <laughs> that made no sense to it me. Was so stupid. Oh my Funny. gosh. And yeah, they just drive away. Oh. And then none of the cops chase because there's there's not just four cop cars sitting there. They can't just jump in, pull back, and like you said, give chase. Yeah, they don't even chase. Like they just drive oh. off in the Hi. shitty car and end up where they need to go. Our heroes with a daring escape get into the get into a four wheel drive vehicle and just you know cruise down the road. Bye. Terrible. It is bad. It's really stupid. <laughs> There's so many stupid scenes in this movie. Uh, we haven't even gotten there yet. I do like, as I said at the top of the show, I like Abigail a lot. I like Jessica Beale. I like her character. 
I like the the stuff that I'm sure you guys didn't like, where she puts him and does the whole, you know, puts the little headphones in and puts the music on, and you have multiple scenes of her making a playlist. Like, I actually like that dumb shit for some reason in this movie. Why? Why? You have to explain. Why? I think Why? because I just like the actress. Okay, so I was at work the other day, <laughs> and I was just doing something. I can't remember what I was doing, some computer work, and someone came up to my cubicle, and I got startled. <laughs> because I didn't see someone behind me. And this is me doing support clerk work. Now, you are in the field hunting by vampire. And you're going to blast Darude Sandstorm while, like... <laughs> and then, like, most of her stuff is this, like, tank top. So it's just like, okay, my neck is exposed. And I'm listening to techno music. It's like, she's an easy target. <laughs> She really is. I mean, she it's it's such blatant product placement. And again, I you know me, Mike, I like to in these movies comb for product placement. I just find it entertaining. This is so blatant and and dopey that I I can't even begin. And later on, there's an even more egregious one where they had that final suit up scene where she really sells that. That iPad and iTunes, by the way, because let me tell you, I used iTunes. It never transferred that fast. Let's be honest. I, that never <laughs> happened. And um, but yeah, we also meet their new crew. We can just blow through it. Patton Oswalt's there. The driver, we see him like twice in this film. Um, yeah. Last time we see him playing him basketball, playing basketball with Patton, because that's that's something Patton would do. Playing a little playing a little hoops with his friend. Uh, and I guess I guess why not? I guess they could. But again, I was very happy to see Patton in this as the as the cue for this crew. And uh, it shows off some of the cool tech, and which all look very plastic and fake. Yeah, and of course, he's wearing a Fantastic Four shirt, and Ryan Reynolds has to make a awesome "You're a Virgin" joke. Speaking of going back to that She-Hulk reference, I thought that's where you're going to come into this. Where I was just like, "Oh God!" Like Wesley Snipes is looking at him, and I was like, "I feel you, man." Yeah, and Wesley. Every Wesley Snipes slow turn to look at him in wonder and disgust is mirroring the audience because he can't say three lines without inserting a joke. And I think that was why I didn't like him in this movie. Not because it was Ryan Reynolds, but because it was way too much Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Way he had too much free reign to just be, just make shit up in this movie. He must yeah. have. He shouldn't. And, and like, they don't even have any respect for Blade. It's just like, he is this legendary samurai hunter. And he's just like, and, Hannibal King constantly gets captured, shot, beaten, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh well, you got a sword, har har." And I was like, "Oh God, just stop talking. Just wait for Deadpool." <laughs> well, I, well, I also think one thing that we'll, we'll talk about as we get farther in this, like they were planning to spin off into another movie with Ryan Reynolds' character and Abigail. That was their whole plan. Yeah, apparently there was supposed to be like a post-credit scene or a stinger of them fighting werewolves or something. Yes. So, I mean, that was like, and when you, when you think about that and you watch this movie, it makes more sense why, because they, I mean, Wesley Snipes was done. I mean, wasn't Wesley Snipes getting ready for prison around this time, I think? No, this is before his taxes. I think he was, like, he was still in, like, his mid-40s. Like, that's, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do for the new Blade with, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because I'm just not going to do it well. Marshala Ali. But that guy is pushing 50, and they haven't even started filming yet. Yeah, it's a little, it's a weird. I think it's coming out next year, but I don't even know if they start. I mean, Marvel, I don't know their production's like next year, but like, 
how much martial arts does that like surprise me man but like wesley snipes was in his mid-40s when they stopped making blade movies and he's pushing 50 and they haven't even started yet i i feel like we're not gonna get a lot of blade movies i think we're gonna get like one or two with him and that's it wesley snipes was put in prison in 2006 he was released in 2013 okay so this is not that this is 2004 so this isn't that far away from that yeah so you, I mean, the, the whole team is weird. You have the blind lady. who is that the woman from Orange is the New Black, Nikki? Uh, oh. It's she's from American Pie. She was also in Russian Doll. It's Natasha. OK, Leon. yeah, it's Nikki then from Orange New Black. I can I recognize the voice, even though you, cause you don't see her face. She has sunglasses on all the time. The whole team is just stupid. Yes. The whole Night Stalkers. I didn't care. I didn't really care for them other than Abigail. And then you have them. They tell Blade about Dracula and Dracula's origin because that's what this movie's about. And you have this. <laughs> I have, we have to talk about this scene. I've been waiting for this. You have Dracula walking on the street. And as he's walking, he decides to go into a, dra- a, vamp- a Dracula store. Your average everyday neighborhood Dracula store. Yeah. Hot topic. Uh, yeah. Because, but... <laughs> because what, what neighborhood isn't complete without a Dracula store that specializes in nothing but the vampire stuff. Cause you know how everybody everybody loves Dracula stuff. So clearly this scene stinks. This is, <laughs> this scene is useless. In, in 2004, I get that the might, intent that they're trying hilarious. to establish that like, like Dracula is just like this cartoon character and he's disgusted by that. But it's just like, you, <laughs> there's no such thing as a Dracula store. <laughs> a Dracula store that sells Dracula dildos. Next to the Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's just a valueless scene. It has no value. It's yeah. like, it's, it's just, it's like a popsicle. Like, there's no nutritional value. There's no purpose, no point. At least that popsicle is refreshing, I guess. But, like, this is just a <laughs> valueless scene. And it's so frustrating because this is clearly filler. And there's, it doesn't do, and a lot of scenes in this movie do nothing to either move plot or develop character. Which so is just to show you, you that he's evil, I guess. We yeah. know this. We know this. He's villainous. He's Dracula. He's Dracula, right? We've he's been already told this chowed down on like a bunch of people. Yeah, five people. One of which, it's actually pretty scary because when Parker Posey walks in, he's still feeding. Like the woman's hand's like twitching, which is mm-hmm. actually a very effective little bit of horror. This one, and actually it's pretty, I guess, this is the first time. Like if this was the first time Dracula was revealed as Dracula. Like we didn't know. We just thought he again. He was just a club goer on his way back from like a rave. Then this might have been effective. Like you know all these hints. Dracula, Dracula. Now you as the audience knows. Oh, maybe this guy's Dracula. I assume he is. And then he pulls that girl down on a on the uh, tattoo table or chair and just tucks in. It's it's pretty effective. Like a scare or terror. But we all, like you said, we already know this. There's no new information or plot. I guess in movies, you have to do that. You have to move the plot along. But I guess when you only have 75 minutes, because Blade was in his trailer hotboxing, then I <laughs> guess I guess this is what you have to do. It's terrible. This is a terrible scene. Also, I have a big complaint with this scene that is not. Okay, so the girl asks him a question, and he ignores her. And then the guy behind the counter like, oh, she asked you a question. Anybody who works in retail, you can't oh, you yeah. can't do that. I worked <laughs> in retail for years. You don't you can't say shit. Nobody. I don't care what kind of store this is. Nobody's going to be like, hey, you didn't talk to me. Like, yeah, we'll we would be like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, Pete, you're used to it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times when I worked at 
at, at a store where I go, hi, welcome. And people would just ignore me like I didn't exist. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And they come up and they go, oh, can you help me? I'm like, well, I did ask you that question when you walked in the door about, you know, 20 seconds ago. But yeah, of course I can. <laughs> this is not the amount of respect I expect to receive in a Dracula store, sir. <laughs> 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 oh, it's just I mean, you are right, Bill. Like that scene where he where he forces her on the chair and kills her, like that is a little brutal. Yeah, it's terrifying. But you're right. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna call your corporate office, okay? Uh, Monster Stores Incorporated, and uh, I'm gonna get to the bottom of your rude behavior, sir. Yeah, come on. But you're right. No, it's it a little just, terrifying. But it's it's just a guy a... who worked in too much retail. I was like, come on now, I don't believe that. This is where you do your seduction scene, where he, you know, tries to like tell her or something because like the other guy is like oh you know do you want to keep living with this idiot your life or do you want to actually experience dracula or something but then he's just like no i'm just gonna eat you <laughs> it's a it's a dumb I'm just hungry i'm hungry but it's funny to me i don't, I, mean, I know as a kid i when i was in 2004 i really thought it was hilarious and i would have been like two years from graduating high school i mean now i'm kind of like okay it's still stu- it's still funny to me it's just stupid as hell it's just one of those things. Can I it's complain about one one small thing about this movie, which is really annoying to me for some reason? Just one. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. One small one, one small thing I noticed, which uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. So we have the really weird guns that Patton Oswald made. Those are totally PlayStation One like Time Sweeper guns. <laughs> Very wow. I, <laughs> they look extremely plasticky. Yeah. Yeah. Not those, a sheen, no metallic sheen on them. Yeah, which is weird because Blade has real guns. Maybe that was in his contract. He's like, only I get real guns. <laughs> only I get real guns. <laughs> Everyone but, else um, is plastic. They get gun cons. They get gun cons. So after the Dracula scene where he, you know, throws a guy through a window, but eats the other, this is where they run around and, like, start questioning people, right? In broad daylight. When in you're broad daylight. Yeah, FBI. you have a whole... You have a whole thing of that, of them just beating people up. And then this one, they, they go into the office building to go kill or go meet the doctor. And they yes. just burst into his building like nothing, like nothing. And they go through metal detectors and it's like, oh, my God, it's a guy who was on the news, the most wanted person in the city for all these murders, who was on the news the other night. And it's not like, you know, these trying to like, you know, here's a funny scene oh, Blade, you can't wear your body armor and coat. You have to wear, like, you know, street clothes and a baseball cap or something. Because <laughs> people are looking right for Blade. Or whatever. <laughs> baseball cap makes you laugh every time. <laughs> I, you know, it's the ultimate movie disguise. But something, it's just like, no, 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 I'm going to go in my full-on superhero costume in broad daylight and be like, isn't that that guy who killed that guy in the news the other night? It was clearly in view in the helicopter. We have We're in the same clothes. <laughs> We're in the same clothes. <laughs> yeah. The same sword on his back. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that part where they that walk in the office so building and, like you said, they're all geared up. I'm like, come on now. Like, how did nobody call the police on them, like, immediately? Like, and how, and, and they, and they, and they punch a random doctor. There's a doctor <laughs> coming out of his room. He's bopped. He just, just slug him. Like, oh, they're punching everybody. Like, they're, they're just, just beating the shit out of everybody. And, like, the amount of time it takes for the SWAT team even shows up because this whole scene plays out before the SWAT team shows up. I do like the scene where he throws the guy off the roof. I think that's the only amount of effort that Wesley Snipes put into this movie. <laughs> where he's like, you know, if I keep doing this, your head just going to pop off. I'm like, oh, that, that line gets me every time. That's like he's the only just, thing that maybe that was love about this movie. Maybe they filmed that day one. And then he, he just, just like, he just lets him drop after anyways. <laughs> he just kills him. 
They kill a lot of like you know we didn't talk about in the, in the interrogation room. They have it. They have he has a line where he's like, "I killed one thousand one hundred eighty-nine people." Oh yeah, that part's pretty oh, funny. Familiars. <laughs> like, maybe that's something you shouldn't be admitting, you know, in an interrogation room. But hey, okay. I think I think my favorite part is the part where he, uh, which apparently is also improvised because I'm looking through the gross IMBD page. There's that scene where after they get done like throwing that guy off the roof. He's like, would you try blinking sometime? And you could tell that's an actual like Wesley Snipes look. Where he looks at him like, motherfucker, really? And Ryan Reynolds goes, I'm sorry, I had a lot of sugar today. But you <laughs> is that in feed... Blade too? That's that in the scene. Do you blink? Or do you uh, blush? Oh, blush. Okay, yes, yes, I couldn't blush. remember what the yeah. word was in two. Okay, yeah, blink is this one. Okay, but I hundred percent believe like the the blink scene, especially because of a joke from like the alternate ending. So. I watched the uh, theatrical cut of this. I didn't watch any alternate endings or anything. I wanted to see the film as it was presented to audiences back in 2004 or whenever it was. So, I, that, um, I watched the extended version, but I don't remember what the original version is like, so I don't know what the difference is. The, That's fine. Yeah, the original ending will shock and not surprise you. But anyway, so they get to the doctor's <laughs> office and they where they beat up guards and stuff to go up there and it's revealed that the doctor's dead and it is Sir Dracula upstairs. But he didn't even move the body. He just put the body behind the counter where they're of the desk where he's standing. It's fine. <laughs> assuming he just got there and didn't have time. See, that's a thing where I guess the shape shifting work because like he gets there and he's like, you know, dressed like he's going to the club. And I think the like when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's just showing that he's like not hiding his vampire sympathizer look because he's just like dressed like this now. But then it is blade's first introduction to dracula it's this is the whole scene where they like you have him running after dracula through a building but it's like a very uninteresting chase you have i think abigail and ryan reynolds trying to escape and fighting cops i think and ryan reynolds gets shot for like the first time oh yeah no that's what happened he gets shot and then they're out of they're out of it because he took a stake to the to the chest okay that's what it was Yeah. yeah so he's out of it and abigail's trying to save him and shoves some protein thing into him to cover the wound Ah, uh, yeah, it's like. But oh, you got everything with her, with him chasing Drake and the whole like where Drake is on the roof of the baby. That whole scene, it's just like it's just stupid. You can just tell like nobody cared. I thought it was it's a pretty e- good scene. It's exhausting. It's again, everything in this film was a quick cut. Everything in this movie is moving fast, and I just found it exhausting. I couldn't focus on anything because they're going through a lot of tight corridors, but there's no. And I understand they're trying to make it fast, right? They're trying to you know through the quick cuts. They're trying to give the film some energy, right, as this chase is happening, but there's no real stakes to it. You know Blade is not going to win. It's We're 45 minutes in. Good lord, 45 minutes. You better hurry this up. We're 45 minutes in, and it, it just felt like very stakeless. It was fine. It's fine. I mean, it's a chase scene. You know, it is what it is. They're jumping between buildings. There's people playing guitars, and they go, oh, what happened here? And they, of course, he steals a baby. Like, Oh, as I as I escape Blade, let me prove a point. And he grabs grabs baby so he can prove a point in in ten minutes or in a minute actually. But yeah, he gets on the roof and they have the baby and and then so Dracula of course gives his like his usual vampire spiel, which of course is look at them, they're scurrying like insects, like there are food and you know the usual song yeah. and dance for a vampire, which again we've all heard a hundred times. And then you know. It's very. I do like the fact that Beefcake is at least very serious. He's not a goofball because, as we've That's seen er, earlier in the movie, the modern vampires are just prissy babies. Like <laughs> yes. they're just Idiots. snotty, 
just shady people. Like they're just awful. Like, and and (laughs) I almost side with Dracula. Like, you know what? Maybe these people do need to be reset because they've they've (laughs) evolved into just quivering little, just nah, nah, dig up, bleed, boo. And 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 yeah, and again, going to the whole point where it's like, do you honestly, because then the first, the first blade, it was like, you had a very stuffy, like vampire council, like Udo Kier and his bunch. And then Deacon Frost was kind of like the people, the up and coming. Yeah. Who were trying to like overthrow him. Like, I don't think that, Parker Posey and Triple H and Colin Keith Renee <laughs> could orchestrate all of this stuff. No, they don't come off as like until you have like, you know, one of the vampire senior people. Like it's weird that, you know, they're winning, yet we don't see any of the higher up. We just see a bunch of like reject vampires. Yeah. yeah like, these just... are like the blood pack from Blade Two, where just like these are just the idiots. These are the foot soldiers. Yeah. But like Shredder is somewhere else, but there is no Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, weird. it's then again. So then he he throws the baby, it's ten feet in the air. To which I'm like, that baby you can't you can't look. I'm no doctor, all right. I'm no pediatrician. <laughs> but I don't think you can throw a baby ten feet into the air, even if you catch catch said baby. Which really bugged me. I was like, oh, that's a baby. Come on, like there's too there's too many risk, there's too much risk to children being harmed in this film. I just love like, when Blade triumphantly jumps on the pedestal. Yes. Or it's like yes. such an awkward thing where he just like jump like this, like a Power Rangers jump up to yes. like this. Yes. <laughs> exactly what that was. Backflip. I, I don't think he backflips on it. He just kind of like appears on it. Whoop. You know, kind of just does one of those. And I have a question. Maybe this is in the lore. And this may be kind of gross, but I, you know, if, if, if the, if a baby were to get bit by, a, by, a, by a Dracula, by a vampire, would they ever age? No. 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 Right. Don't it's age, like, like, uh, American Pie's kid later on, where he's like, "Do you want to be a child forever? Because I can make that happen." Yeah, yeah that's what? true. He does set that up. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Like an interview with a vampire, different, you know, different world, but that same idea where, like, you know, if you if you could turn when you're young, you stay young forever. So yeah, those so like some yeah. forty one teenagers are going to be some forty one teenagers for oh, like, the rest. Of the <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Death is a sweet release for those guys. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Remember, scream if it hurts. Yeah. Chica. So that means whoever, like, mm. you know, whoever turned that baby would have to deal with, like, diapers and pooping and feeding a child for, like, the next 100,000 years? Feeding blood bottles to the child, yes. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, that's that. Too far for me, my friends. That's, okay. that's why I don't think, that's why you never see baby, I mean, I want to say most, you'll never see baby vampires in most fiction, because, you know. I would know. imagine not, because that would just be silly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, so this is this is whole dumb again, you know, throws a baby. And I do like, though, I really do, like, Coochie coo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. That's actually pretty good. I like that. Whenever I feel like Blade... that was all just him. He's like, I gotta do something here. Coochie coo. Whenever Bla- yeah, he was high. Whenever <laughs> Blade does <laughs> Whenever Blade does something out of character, I I always find it entertaining. Like the, even the dopey grin he'll do sometimes. That's fun. That's good. Show a little life there, Blade. Have fun with this with this dopey movie. And then you have a, a serious scene after this that doesn't really ever play together anywhere. You have Abigail showering off the blood with like Whistler talking in the background. And like this scene doesn't I mean, this scene really felt like just like we just want to have Jessica Biel half naked and, and show you her in a shower. Just so yeah. there's more blood on her. And I honestly I don't know if and, you know, it is gratuitous, but I also have to think given what she was trying to accomplish at the time if she was like yeah let me do it because i want people to 
like, that makes you know, sense. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't have a problem. It just my only issue with the scene is that it doesn't play anywhere like it doesn't worse things are about to happen to her. And like she doesn't it doesn't really like reflect on it or like it's it just there. It just, it just felt like it was there for only one reason. And but that makes sense if she was just like, I don't want to be associated with Seventh Heaven anymore. Yeah, this should have been at, like after. Yeah, after like, you have when they when they come back and you have Zoe killed and. Hannibal missing and everybody's dead. That would have made more sense than like, you know, she's grieving because all her friends are killed. Like you just have her, you know, showering off blood. This is before all the shit happens. This is also when you have the little girl <laughs> ask Blade, why can't people be nice? People are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a dumb it's like you could have cut that. Like you didn't need that. I mean, and this is also when you have them meeting the po- the police chief at the blood harvester place. This is why they're Abigail and Blade are gone, and then everybody else is at the hideout still. And you have people in, we talked about a little earlier, people in sacks being like, you know, drained of blood. Yeah. Which yeah. makes sense. They're, they getting like, like that. they're getting like matrixed, you know? They're yeah, they it really are. Yeah. And I, I don't like the scene. I think I know why they have it here. They're really trying to like cement that, like you were saying earlier, and I didn't get this in the text of the movie, but that makes sense, that they are gearing up to take over the world. Like this is them preparing. Preparing for a time when there may be no humans and we have to like herd them like cattle and breed them and, and all that sort of thing. And this kind of this reeks of the when you know the script he was trying to make, this reeks of that script that we didn't get. Yeah. Okay. And that's what bothers me in this is because like this would have worked if you had the apocalyptic type thing. This doesn't work when they also have to resurrect Dracula because Blade is killing them all, but they're winning. At the, like it just none of it works. And I don't. I like the uh, the uh, the little bit of homeless person commentary. Like there's three million homeless people wandering the streets of any given city, and you know, and we don't. No one cares about them. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you know, this is not the solution. And I, <laughs> I, I, I just I didn't like this at all because at the time for me, I felt like it didn't move. Again, didn't move plot, didn't it expand doesn't. on characters, doesn't do anything for this film. But now, kind of knowing like, what a little more of the backstory. I now see the point of it a little more, but again, well, in the text it, of the film, I it doesn't. I, I just felt this. It's, it's neat. I thought from like a gory kind of gross point of view, like oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, people in blood sacks. Yeah, it was neat. But yes. I, yeah. it's always been one of the most interesting parts of the Blade franchise is just the rules of its universe. Yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Where it's no. like the like society and the familiars and how everything operates and how it's just on the fringes. And this is kind of that, but it's in a movie where everything is just in the streets, in broad daylight, in the public, and no one cares. Yeah, this scene just doesn't work for me because, I mean, it would have worked if you had, like, you know, they're fighting, like, the you know, like, head vampires, not a bunch of idiots. Like, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah, you're fighting the equivalent case. of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. Yeah, like, no, like, in the second movie, you have one of the original vampires you know, who, who, who you're, who they're fighting in the first movie. Like we said before, you have this council of vampires and here you just have some goth people and a, and a, and a wrestler who are vampires. Like it just doesn't work for me in that is, aspect. Is blade three is blade Trinity. The dark Knight rises. <laughs> well, I mean, blade two is no dark Knight, So I, mean, I, all... I, I dig the dark Knight rises a lot. Actually. It's okay. Uh, I, I do too, but a lot of people hate it. I, just I hate use that it. as an example. I, I think it, I I think it's a great Bruce Wayne movie. <laughs> I only seen I, it once. I, in I, theaters. Have, I have only seen it once. I saw it. I'll tell the story again. I saw it 
um, I think it was opening weekend in an IMAX theater, but we got there late and the only seats available like on the corner of the bottom row. So oh. I spent the entire time craning my neck up and watching this movie and it uh, wasn't the greatest experience. So I have never seen it since. So I own it. You know, of course I own it, but uh, I have not seen it. I, I'm do I'm do a rewatch. I really am. Okay, at some point I'm going to watch it. And this is all, and when the, it goes back to the team's hideout, this is when fake Whistler shows up and then Hannibal's like, "You're not alive." It's Obviously. Whistler in Dracula's clothes. <laughs> and so it's like not setting off not one alarm. You know, he could have like killed Patton Oswalt and like it could have been him. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to check on you, buddy." And then he turns into Dracula. Cuz I guess like better. his morphing ability doesn't do clothes, it's just his body. <laughs> it doesn't really work as a shapeshifter because people are going to wonder why somebody's wearing clothes that they should not be wearing. Yeah, it's There's like all- if Pat Osmo walked in in like hot topic leather pants, you'd be like, eh, something's wrong here. That would have worked better. That would have been a better scene. There's also a really weird thing too, like a little bit later on, they show they have like a defense system because there's a guy that walks up from like another like team of Night Stalkers and you see the machine guns like point at him. So it's like there, there's a security <laughs> system set up. I guess Clearly. He's just, I guess he's just that good. I mean, he's Dracula so, or Drake. Sorry, Drake, as they call him in this movie all the they time. Call him well, Drake. It, I forgot about that. And if they're, if they're only covering the front front door with that, they should probably get a better system that covers all the windows. You know, that might yeah. be a little better option because he could have just gone through a window. I mean, I, I know I'm just trying to. Why am I making excuses for this stupid thing? Just, <laughs> I do not know. And let's move. You should have gone full on supernatural because, like, they the blade kind of vampires. It, it seems very grounded. Like, there's nothing about like there's no religion to it. It's all just like a virus. Yeah. Like even I don't know if it's in the regular. <laughs> version but like drake has a conversation with parker posey about like why do you wear the cross and she's like oh i guess it's just a relic from an older life and he talks about how like he was there when jesus was crucified actually i don't know if that was sooner because i can't remember if that's when he bites into her that's fine (laughs) (laughs) doesn't matter it's in this movie somewhere and then this is where he kills everybody but he takes hannibal and the little girl which is weird. Another thing, like, why are you giving, you know, Parker Posey her pet back? Was she like, look, like, he doesn't care about these people. He's probably going to murder them after he's done murdering yeah, these people. Because you why would he Ryan care? Reynolds is the star of this movie. He's got a new movie going to be coming out where you're going to spin off. So we can't kill him. Can't yeah. be. Can't have three stars in a movie, y'all. Can't. <laughs> you, 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 well, they don't. They have Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. That's all. That's true. That's true. I mean, starring Wesley Pipes is just here. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here, so. <laughs> and then this is and, and then you have this is where Abigail finds Zoe's dead body where I think he was supposed to like turn Zoe and then tied her up and then this is where the shower scene should have been after because she's holding Zoe she's crying and you have like a really dumb scene with Blade just standing there and saying something about use it or do it use it that, yeah. was, use that it. was a line I wrote down use it use like, it and like is he saying kill her or and then he makes no, another he's essentially just saying like she's like crying and he's just kind of he doesn't know how to like comfort her so he's not doing it in his way where he's just trying to get her to internalize it so she can turn it inward to anger to go fight yes yeah. okay, so that's like what that crying. dumb comment is that he makes a little bit later where like, he's like did, it, did you use it on the outside 
on the inside. It's not stupid like that. And she's like, it's yeah. already in there. Hey, stupid. It's called grief. Like, <sighs> no, he's literally, literally telling her to do the wrong thing when you're grieving. It's like, <laughs> just hold it in. Just hold it in until the time you need it because it's a little energy meter that's inside your body. And you're gonna you build up the hate meter, and then you can go super Saiyan and do all sorts of awesome things, like destroy a three hundred thousand dollar camera. So we haven't we haven't even discussed like because I guess it's gonna come up soon that the humans are developing like a biological weapon because oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, star. It. Now, like now it's like why they need Dracula alive because I think like she already has like a post recorded. Or post yes. posthumous message being like, oh, oh yeah, because like the the guy from like the other cell comes with like the USB stick of like the Apple QuickTime movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I find it interesting. How everyone has Apple products in this movie, huh? It's weird. Yeah, look at that. Everyone, yeah, everyone's she's on. so sad, but then she feels perfectly good to like jump onto her iTunes playlist and make this a playlist <laughs> well so where's the song i can't live living is without you i didn't see that on her playlist well i don't know if you if you uh fine gentlemen went through this i was enthralled with the playlist because again i'm enthralled with the fact of the product placement i actually paused it and checked out like the songs <laughs> she has on her playlist and the artists she really digs the music in this movie like she really is into kind of mid-2000s um Electro. She has Fluke on there. And some of these songs are actually really good. I actually do have a fondness for some of these artists. Jurassic Five, who's a great hip hop band, like hip hop band, hip hop artists. They're actually fantastic. They have an artist by the name of ATFC. The song is In and Out of My Life. I listened to that last night while doing dishes. Whole band. If you like mid 2000s Deep House, that's a banger. That's a banger. She's actually got pretty good taste in music. Uh, Underworld, which of course everyone of that era remembers Underworld. Uh, two Months Off, Born Slipping, good band. Uh, something called Dave Ralph. I couldn't find them. I, that might be fake because uh, on Spotify it turned into a metal band. I'm like, yeah, that's not. No, Silencer was one of the other bands on there. They turned into a death, like a metal band. I'm like, ah, it doesn't track with this, okay. this stuff. Uh, Dave Ralph was a. And then of course she has a. I didn't look up Red Snapper because I was getting tired. And then Uncle. U N K L E. They're great. They're awesome. I like I, Uncle's a great band. So she has really good taste, I think, in, in again, you know, mid 2000s electronic house music. So there you go. I actually went through, I paused and advanced it frame by frame to make sure I got as many as possible before I got off that playlist. <laughs> okay. so, I did not. Well, I, I did it for you, for y'all, and clearly that <laughs> bit didn't work. Well, I'm not. So I'm glad my efforts were for naught. I'm not so. a music guy. Like I, as I've said many times in the show, like I have a, you know, like I just I don't know music like I once did, and I don't know hip hop at all because I, I hated hip hop for no good reason for a very long time before I realized I'm being an idiot, and I still don't. It's not my kind of music, but I respect it a lot more than I did when I was younger. I looked at it in passing, like I recognized some of the names, like Jurassic Five and things like that. It's because I remember when this movie came out in theaters, it was during I was in university, so it was during finals, so I had to wait until I was done. And I was really looking forward to it. And I remember a friend of mine saw it and he said it was really bad. And I was like, oh, really? Like, what's the problem? Like, why is it bad? And his res- like, I think the response was, oh, it's nothing but kung fu and techno. And I was like, but that's the other two Blade movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie isn't that, I don't think. 
this movie has no more action and what it is is terrible. It has more hip hop songs that like I think isn't there one that goes, Oh yeah. No, not what the hell was there one that kept repeating the same line over and over again while the guy's walking the yeah, street. I know what you're talking about. I think it's the, one of the Dracula scenes. Yeah, but I can't remember the song now, like what he says, but it's just like he just keeps repeating the same line. Yeah, I don't I don't I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. My other question too is did she bring her laptop with her? Because I yes. thought all the computers were like destroyed in the giant fireballs. Well, she's like me. She takes her laptop, puts it in a backpack, brings it with you in the car in case she has Wait. some downtime while you're, you know, working or hunting vampires. You can, you know, download yeah. some music. Yeah. Well, look, and where, <laughs> sorry, that's not to overanalyze this stupid thing, but how did she bring her laptop with her? In her where in her skin tight tactical outfit did she slide a 2004 era iMac? This in the back of the car. Just yeah. in the back of the car? Okay, cool. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I do love her costume in this, though. Like, I don't know yeah. what it was about me and Jessica Biel in this movie. I've never seen it. I just really, really like her in this movie. The only thing that bugged me about her costuming is the fact she has to unzip her arm sleeves in order to fire her bow, which had happened in the first fracas that you... But it's so cool! <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, no, I don't know. Like, it, it, a little bit annoyed me a little bit. But, yeah, not enough to ruin my... Um, enjoyment of the moment. There's I guess, other but. stuff that enjoyed. Oh yeah, there's other things that overshadow her arm sleeves, but you know, know again, I wrote down. It was notable. We talk about product placement in this movie. I'm pretty sure whatever like coat and jacket and like zip up vest she was wearing, because I think later on in the movie, whenever Blade takes off his jacket, he's wearing like a like a turtleneck. I think they're both like name brand sportswear or something. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't see any insignias or anything. So. There was some weird insignias on on Blade's turtleneck. That's why, because I know usually most sports oh. where it does stuff like that. So that's made me think of that. Well, if you want to jump around like Blade, buy Under Armour, and you can do that <laughs> evidently. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to Hannibal in his cell. You have the vampire dogs, which I like. I remember making jokes about the vampire dogs for years. I do remember that because I made a lot of jokes about it's a vampire Pomeranian. There's yeah. My issue with it is that the vampire dogs have the same type of fangs like they do in the Reapers. Yes. And the Reapers are killing vampires. So you like you don't have access to this. Like you shouldn't have access to that to that stuff because all that was destroying Blade, too. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. The the idea probably is, which, of course, it always is, because if you notice, too, uh, whenever at the end of the movie, when Dracula becomes his big, dumb, like devil form he also has that split draw thing to which i'm pretty sure all it was was hey you know that thing from the last movie yeah that was pretty cool we should use that but there's storyline no 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 it just looked cool we'll just use it it's fine just cgi it you know put it on the dog it's fine <laughs> it was just weird and, and like this is when you have the really dumb line of something about you know the dog has a bigger dick than you and triple h would you see my dick like oh my god like just stupid ass, <laughs> and apparently that was added because they wanted to give Triple H. They liked him, so they wanted to give him more lines, and that was one of the lines. Don't give him that one. That that does not work. <laughs> don't just don't do that. And then you have it, not much else happens, and you have you have I put Abigail doing arrow testing for some reason, just because we we got to show her shooting arrows into a into a dummy to show how fast she shoots. I guess because we haven't established yet that she's a good archer, and it's being measured in frames per second. No, I think it's like force pounds or something. Yeah, it's like force. Pounds okay. Pounds of pressure, yeah. Or PSI, I think is, is the right term. No, it's like force pounds. I think that's I, okay. I genuinely think that's what it's called. It's, yeah, just, I mean, it's a real the, thing. Yeah, it's a measure of how hard the thing hits another thing. 
And uh, you're right, but we haven't established yet because if you didn't know that by the fact that an arrow goes around a corner and takes out somebody and all the amazing uh, archering she's been doing throughout this film, now we need to know. And I wonder if they were trying to like really show her use using the anger, like filling up, like <laughs> using her meter, but using it badly. Like if you're in a video game, like if you do it too early, like I'll cry. I'm in Shredder's Revenge and I use my super thing. And there's like two enemies on screen. Dang it. I thought I was going to anticipate it. I sort of felt like to me. It's one of the longest, pointless sh- suiting up montages mm-hmm. ever. Takes forever. I can't well, even see half the stuff. Well, you don't. And if you notice, they don't show Wesley Snipes in this. You only see his the bottom half of him grabbing weapons. You don't see his face. That's weird, huh? Well, here's the other weird thing. So she's like doing her whole bow thing. Is that how a fucking bow works? You don't. You don't shoot a bow harder. You can shoot arrows harder. Like, but you have to adjust the bow. You don't just, you know. I don't know angry. enough about archery, so I can't. <laughs> I don't either. I just thought it was weird. That I like, thought you just pull back hard. I mean, I have, I have shot a bow in my life, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't like how, it wasn't like how composite bow, and it was sure as hell it wasn't a nice bow. It was, you know, some. Here's gym class. Go shoot a bow and arrow. All right, that's about my experience. I do want to shoot a bow though. I really like bow and arrow for some reason. Yeah. Fucking Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> that's where it all comes from. Me. I love Hawkeye. All because of that damn Avengers game on Genesis and Super Nintendo. That damn game. But that's another story. And then you, you find out they had the one arrow to kill Dracula with because it you know, has a day star, but they only had enough to make one arrow. Only had enough for one. So I have questions about this. <laughs> Go ahead. So they're going to shoot Dracula, and it says, like, we only have enough for one dose. So they kill all the vampires in that building. But what about the rest of the vampires? Because they die immediately. It's not like this is like, you know, what's happening in the real world where everyone just passes it along. Like, if they're all dead in that building, they're they're not going to another building and then giving it to more vampires. Or has it just become airborne at that point? No, I honestly... See, no, I took it as they didn't have enough to... They only had enough to stop the immediate problem, but we're right back where we were with blood sacks and lots of vampires in a hundred different cities. Like yeah. that hasn't changed. So I, I, there really is no big victory here. No, other than we no. were to, we were able to kill big Dracula. However, now you no longer have the access to his blood to synthesize more of this stuff, which means all of this movie was basically for naught. Mm-hmm. It was for Ryan Reynolds to make jokes and get punched in the face a number of times, for Blade to get upstaged by his crew of good go- bros and gals, and for us to see clubber, club-going Dracula actually lose, um, but at least turn into a, a giant uh, D&D monster. So that really is the – there is no – that's why this film has no point. <laughs> Again, I re- it, you can really feel parts of that plot – from the once you once I heard of the script that got rejected, where he still tried to work in things with that script, but without doing it. Because and I I read again in, in the trivia that like apparently there was an ending where like I guess the the, the disease went viral and Blade turned human and he takes a sword and throws it in the ocean or something. Oh, that and that's cool. something I wish wasn't a throwaway joke either because like like Ryan Reynolds mentions like what are you gonna do? say it works like what do you do afterwards is this has been your entire life and then he just makes a joke about like oh you're gonna go teach why or like karate at the ymca like her 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 oh god ryan please <sighs> when you hear training did you not get like a psychological profile of blade being like do not 
make jokes. He's not going to respect you. <laughs> like he's not going to find he does not find you charming. So, so no, yeah, he finds you an asshole. In in the in the werewolf uh, extra ending, it says, which is even weirder that I I understand they didn't keep it in because they didn't want to going through with it, I guess. But it said that there's a guy that's talking to Ryan Reynolds and he's like, what are you doing here? Vampires don't exist anymore. So technically their plan in some weird way does work. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's like the T-virus in the Resident Evil movies where it just does whatever the plot needs it to. Yeah. Like somehow a virus made in a lab messes up the ecosystem. It's like, okay, whatever. But also the biggest issue with this that I forgot about is that they talk about Hannibal was a vampire and they turned him back to human, yet they have a cure, but they don't use the cure. They just yes. kill everybody instead. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's I mean, again, like I just listened to the Blade 2 episode that you guys did, where if you're going to cure vampires, they're just going to be like, hey, do you want to turn me into a vampire again? Oh, good and point. We just going to turn into a vampire again. Unless well, the cure prevents you from coming a vampire again because you have vampire antigens question mark but that's not something they've established in this universe no i i, I think i i am right i guess because there, there's that scene with uh with uh ryan reynolds and what's her face where she's like i'm gonna turn you back into a vampire and i'm gonna starve you out for a couple days and i'm gonna make you eat the child so yeah, parker or whatever yeah yeah so danica I, right. danica thank you so I I guess it doesn't work. So I guess it's a weird thing where if the virus is released, it's a weird thing where it's like, hey, look, I found a syringe full of vampire juice and you inject it. You just die immediately instead of turning into a vampire. <laughs> it's a weird. All right. And then this this just brings us to the end where they ride they ride their cycles to the vampire headquarters. And then you, you have Hannibal back in the cell. They're about to like, I don't know what the hell they're beating them. They're beating him up again. And then this is when he talks about their silvers being pumped into the vent. That all it does is give them like bad breath, essentially, and makes them cough. <laughs> gives, them a, gives them a bad case of allergies for a I moment. I mean, it wasn't like this is like I thought. Okay, this is gonna kill people. All it, they just start coughing, and then they they cough up like fire. It was the dumbest thing. <laughs> I, don't, the I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that was. I really, I really don't understand the point of the silver. Because again and again, this is just setting up a joke, like from Ryan Reynolds, be like, here he comes. Guys, and everyone, of course, like she's like, oh, okay, this isn't. It's all gone. They only had a little bit of the silver in the vents. And how'd you get into the vents? Like, I just, who cares? And then, of course, they bust in and start. We start uh, breaking up our breaking off. We have Triple H versus Ryan Reynolds. We have Blade, of course, versus Dracula, and then Jessica Biel versus, I think everybody yeah and this she's is... doing all the mop-up duty so um so it's like ryan reynolds versus triple h after he's recovering from being shot with like in the chest after he's been beaten to like within an inch of his life by like this wrestler and it's like oh yeah no he can go toe-to-toe with him afterwards <laughs> we've established that this guy is an excellent fighter question mark <laughs> we've we've established that he's really good at taking punches and standing back up Fighting has not been really established at this point. He's just good at getting, yeah, getting injured and not and not completely dying. He's, He's like good Homer at not as dying. a boxer. Where he has like the Homer Simpson syndrome, where he has like a thick <laughs> layer of fluid around his brain. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Also, the way that they kill Triple H, and I think it's just kind of funny. He shoves a bullet in his mouth and then punches him in the face. 
because they established he's got his rad grill, yo. And yeah. uh, I guess they use that grill to spark the UV thing. Fine. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just shoot those bullets when you had him? Oh, whatever. God, just let this And then you have, the, you have King getting chased by the vampire dogs, and then they fall off the building, and that's like before, right before this fight, when you go, where's my dog? And you try the lobby. <laughs> that wouldn't kill them, though, would it? No. Then, okay. They would just be out there <laughs> killing people. Yeah, they're just down there slowly recovering from being smooshed. Killing people. (laughs) (laughs) Smooshed is a great word. I like smooshed. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because I I was like, I thought Jessica Biel would be killing Danica or something, but you have. Yeah. She does. Danica doesn't die until the end when Hannibal is getting choked by her and then she gets the virus and then dies that way. Like, I thought that was like, they didn't give Jessica Biel. She's just running around with the arrow shooting, shooting people. No, she's not even using arrow. She's just beating the shit out of people off and on like one on one fights. You know, with her neck completely exposed in a tank top with music playing around vampires who can sneak up on her and bite her and kill her or turn her into a vampire. Mm -hmm. But I mean, she didn't really have any history with Danica, so it wouldn't really make much sense for her to be fighting her other than they're the women in the movie on either opposing side. Yeah. Uh, this is also when she does the Matrix thing, too, at one point, where she does, like, come so here, stupid. I know Kung Fu. I, I just... Okay, I, just. I liked it as a kid. Oh. I still liked it as a 34-year-old. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even. And I like the fact, too, that she... she with her with their iPad... iPad, she's... With their earbuds still in, like, no one pulled them out. Like, all this flipping and jumping. And then went, boink! And then all of her power goes away, because she's no longer listening to Uncle. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Underworld yeah, I, mean, I get my off. head... Bud's caught in a door all the time, and she's fighting vampires. Well, your butt <laughs> fall out easily. Yeah, yeah. I can't keep it in my in my dumb head, and she's able to wield a bow and arrow and fight off dozens and dozens of vampires who just happen to be hanging out in this building. By the way, like there's no real rhyme or reason. Evidently, there's a rave upstairs. That may be where Dracula <laughs> goes to party because they all come down and all like rave clothes and nine, you know, mid two thousands garb. And attempt to get murdered. They just get murdered by. by but her. I don't understand why she doesn't use her bow at all. I thought they were doing office work. You, well, it was very late. Unless they they're burning. I mean, they're vampires. I, I mean, they only work at night. So that's true. Yeah. Good point. Maybe they are doing. They must have a very loose uh, dress dress code in uh, in <laughs> vampire land. Have you seen their bosses? I mean, yeah, they probably have fair. a loose dress code. Fair. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the whiny little bosses breaking their boardroom table. Yeah, I wanted him. Shut up. Oh, God. What? I think I have to go watch him go rewatch Blade One. I feel like Wesley Snipes has at least one silly move per movie because there's a part where he like patty cakes a guy's face in like the for the beginning of the fight scene. And it looks really silly. It, there's a there's a lot of whoop, 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 like a little a lot of. Uh, a lot oh, of, and uh, I, three Stooges these in that I, one. Yeah, I, I think I you, talked, exactly. you talked about one of our Blade episodes, but I was watching how many people just run up to him and he just waits for him. <laughs> like even worse in this movie than the other movies. Like you, know, you can tell he and he doesn't like Wesley Snipes does not do that many. Like there's not that many scenes of him doing stuff. Like you can really tell he did not nothing to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I will say that his sword fight with Dracula is actually really good. I, I thought yeah. it was really fun and exciting. I I really some guy did a good it. job. Well, I mean, whoever, it doesn't matter. It's some Somebody deserves credit for that, because it was a really good... That was my one of the highlights of the movie for me, but, you know. That also, Dracula's fits pretty cool, too. I like the weird, like, vest and, like, the one arm of armor. As as impractical and stupid as it is, mm. I think it's pretty cool looking. 
I, I enjoyed then, the fight uh, too. I I like how you use a gauntlet to like block stuff. You know, kind of what the whole point of that left arm is, and then you know, like the fact they fight sword by you know sword to sword, and at one point he turns into a mo- Dracula turns into a monster for some reason. At one point in the fight, he just tears off his armor so he can just be shirtless. Yeah, he's a big monster man now. <laughs> and like, I okay, so I did get a kick out of how when she shoots the arrow at him, and then Dracula just turns around at the right instant and just catches it. Like, I did like that. Yeah, but he gets shot by a second arrow. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't she miss and Blade grabs it and jabs it in? No, he he grabs it, breaks the arrow, but leaves the arrowhead intact. The one thing that could stop him. And then Blade grabs the arrowhead and shoves it into his stomach. Yes. And that's what ends up killing him. And then you have the, and that's why, and then the, the virus gets out and kills everybody in the, in the place. And it's supposed to kill everyone in the city. And yeah, I guess it does. I don't know. And then this, then you're getting, we're getting to the ending of the movie now. And well, Dracula has some little dialogue about something about Blade. I mean, which I don't know if that's in the regular movie, or is that only in... It's in the, in the version I watched, as he mentions the Blade, the like, they don't need me to evolve because you're the future okay. of our race, and eventually the thirst always wins. So the yes. theatrical yeah. ending of this is the FBI shows up, I mean, we show up no matter what, the FBI shows up, they take Blade, the only body there is Blade, they take Blade's body, and then when it's in the morgue, it turns into Dracula's body. Because why? But why wouldn't it just turn into like monster Dracula? Because isn't, isn't that the true form of Dracula? Yeah, like because that true would cost form of Dracula more money. is not my beefcake boy. It would cost so more makes, money to film that scene. It makes so no sense. So I, I think I mean, like the 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 line because I I watched the extended version which has a different ending is that like Dracula's gift to him was an escape route because like Summerfield's like the the girl who gets killed and made the virus says that like they don't know if it's gonna like kill blade or not because he's a hybrid but i guess he survives in the theatrical version and dracula is like oh i guess blade's dead or he wants the world of fame blade's dead so he can go back living in the shadows but then he turns into dracula is that what happens no so i think is there talking about the weird one where blade gets up from the from the table see that's the ending i got because it it, it implies that he was dead and then he was and then Ryan Reynolds has a voice over being like Blade was in a coma or something like it stopped his heart to near nothing. And then he awoke when the world needed him. But then it just shows him during modern time. No, I think so it's not like an army of darkness thing where he like wakes up in the future or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think the 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 way it's supposed to be is that the gift that Dracula gave him in the original, which is where Blade gets off from the table and his eyes are CGI'd. If anyone wants to look that up, because it's a very silly scene and costs a bunch of money. I think the idea is supposed to be that the gift Dracula left him was him being the last vampire, I guess. But in the the redo ending where it's Dracula on the table, the gift is him getting him, letting him get away. Yeah, probably. It's not explained very well. No, it's not. It's just a weird. I mean, like, again, you can tell that they wanted to do so much more with this, like, you know, all their characters and just nothing happened. Huh. They cut a sex scene from the movie. Yeah, there's a sex scene in the movie. They cut it between, between whom and whom? Who do you think is only one woman in the movie? I get, oh, pfft, of course, derp. Well, I guess it wouldn't be. Well, it's two. It was Parker Posey. I'm assuming yeah. that was Jessica Biel, but we yes. her and Ryan Reynolds. No, Blade and Jessica Biel. No, That's just stupid. no, no, it's not. No, yeah, come would, on now, stop yeah, it. I guess I guess Wesley Snipes fought against it because it didn't make sense, and so like they didn't end up filming it at all. They didn't film it at all, but there was a part in the script where it was supposed to happen. Oh my that god. Makes, 
Matt yeah, it's like oh, I really want to watch a forty-year-old man have sex with someone in like her what twenties. Yeah. yeah, who is the daughter of your of your father figure? You're basically having sex with your stepsister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, horrifying. That's what they've done for nine seasons on the Flash. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we oh, luckily cooler heads prevail. Yeah, really. That that is that deserves a lot better than I gave it. <laughs> but luckily, cooler heads prevailed on that one because, good God, that would have been. Harangus. Yeah, that would have been bad. I'm glad that did not get filmed. <laughs> God, Goyer should not be allowed to direct. No, I don't think he is anymore. He's still writing stuff. Like, he's still... He can write. He did two movies after this. I think it was like, because I looked it up after because I wanted to see. I know he did like a lot of stuff. Like he did some movie with a Justin Chadwin called The Invisible. And then I think there was one more. And okay. that was it. Hang on, I have his I have his, his his extensive credits. Oh, he did the Unborn in two thousand nine, which seems like it's kind of schlocky horror horror okay. flick. Okay, I mean it's better than what you know. Can't gotta be better than directing this. I think I feel like again he wasn't planning to direct this. He had no vision for. It. He was just we got no one else. It's like you you know you drop off your kid for soccer practice and you're like, well we don't got a coach, so guess what? You get the job. You're like what? So that's kind of how this felt. He wrote. He wrote, wait, no, am I wrong? He wrote The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Yep, he wrote all three of them. I think. That's weird. He can write. It's just, he just shouldn't. I mean, I, again, this movie just shouldn't have, like, they, it's too much of them trying to set up stuff to do after Wesley Snipes leaves. And that's what this whole movie was about. Because at that time, mm-hmm. you make a trilogy, then you move on to something else. And they were trying to spin off. I mean, and you can just tell this movie was nothing but trying to make spinoffs and didn't work very well. And it was a pretty quick turnaround, too. It was like Blade 2 was early 2002, and this was late 2004. So you were only looking at like two years, a year and some change. Oh, yeah. To like write it and film it and edit it and everything. They just wanted to make them get the money out the door, I think. It wasn't, yeah. The way it tough. always works. And then there also was a, there's another thing where I guess at one point Wesley Snipes actually choked David Goyer or wanted to choke him or something. <laughs> so. Because he was mad about something, so yeah. And even like I know, I in the video I was watching, they were saying that the whole cast hated the director. <laughs> like everybody hated Goyer in this movie. Everybody hated the script. Everybody, nobody wanted to do this movie. It's like, yeah, it's not a good sign. All right. Any last thing to say about the film? We go to shelf stacker box. No. Okay. I'm gonna go first since I have the controversial opinion of this one. <laughs> I'm gonna put this in the shelf because I enjoyed this film. Is it? It's a dumb movie. But it was fun for me. Like, I was entertained by it. I wasn't distracted messing with my phone the whole time. Like, I have been with other movies that I've done for the show that you haven't heard yet. But, like, I just, I was just entertained. Like, I just really had a good time watching this movie. Oh, it's a bad movie. It's a stupid movie, but it was fun for me. And I still really like it. It's probably, it's the worst of the three easily, but I enjoy all three of these movies a lot. So it's going on the shelf, which I can't believe that's what I'm doing after watching this movie and this conversation. But yep, going on the shelf. Uh, what about you, Bill? Joe, what about you? So I'm going to meet you halfway. Uh, even though this movie's pretty bad, I'm not going to box it. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, stack it. Okay. And uh, this is where it's like, hey, me and my husband are drinking. Hey, let's watch Blade One. Couple be couple drinks in. Hey, you going to just watch Blade Two? Yeah, let's watch Blade Two. Oh, we're already two thirds done. We're very, very drunk. Just want to watch Blade Three? Yeah, might as well. Okay. So it it is pretty fun if you don't turn your brain off like you did, like I did the second one. So <laughs> I I'd, I'd probably watch the first two, and if I had to, I'd watch the third one just to finish it off. I still I like the third one again. I think a lot of it's just just Jessica Biel in this role. I just really like her in this role. Yeah, 
And what about you, Bill? Uh, Jessica Biel cannot save this from the <laughs> giant blood vat I'm going to be tossing this movie into. As I said in the <laughs> open, I'm going to just restate the thesis. A, you can't outcool Blade. And and you guys are right. He's a secondary character in this film. Mm-hmm. Can't outcool him. And mm-hmm. secondly, the worst sin a movie can commit is being a net zero of just being existing in the world with no purpose or reason. And this movie, even again, given all of everything that happens with the ending, you know, the regular ending, this is that nothing happens in this movie. We're back to zero. We're back to the point where Dracula's <laughs> not a thing and the vampires are still winning. And we have this airborne virus. That's not going to go. I don't think goes viral because it's not in the text of the movie. If it, it just is, goes viral in the city, in the city. That's all. I, Great. There's 85 more cities out there that have mm-hmm. blood packs and and barns full of <laughs> barns full of people in Ziploc baggies, like in a freezer. It's or vacuum bags. It's it's just a net zero movie that has no reason to exist. It doesn't further the franchise or the character. I'm really looking forward to the new one that's coming out. And yeah, this is definitely um, in the shell box. Sorry, I, could, I forgot what I forgot what the terminology was. I've only been on this show eighty thousand times. It's going in the box and it's going to stay there uh, for a very good long time. Okay. And what about you, Blair? Uh, this is going in a box with a UV grenade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I, I remember when I saw this in theaters uh, again. I, I came out. Someone saying it was really bad, and I was like, I, I don't believe you. Because I like the other ones, and I saw it, and I was like, Yeah, it was fine. Because I again, I like I enjoyed Ryan Reynolds, and I still do. But this is just bad, Ryan Reynolds. Like he's not funny. He's obnoxious. He doesn't have a character other than annoying. I don't think Jessica Biel has a character. She's just strong female protagonist. And I never find that interesting. Um, it just shows her doing things. And, you know, it's the thing where you read a review and someone says, she's a badass who takes no prisoners. But that isn't a character to me. And I don't think this has any redeeming qualities. And Blade 1 and 2 are made by really great filmmakers and they have a real cool vision and world and this just <laughs> torpedoes all that. It even looks boring. There's nothing interesting on screen and the best thing I can say is that like this was a great time talking about it, but I don't think I need to see this again for a really, really long time. Okay. All right. That's about what I expected. <laughs> I like I knew it. I was going to be the only one that liked it. So. I liked it. Oh yeah, you like you like you stacked it though. You didn't shove it. Yeah. Want to show. But yeah, no, and and for there is we're not gonna pro- okay, I'm gonna who who the fuck knows me, but I don't plan to cover it. There is a thirteen episode series that came out after this with Sticky Fingers plays Blade and that went thirteen episodes before getting cancelled in two thousand six. <laughs> I remember so, watching some of that and thinking it was not terrible. Okay, I and that that's a continue it's a continuation of this series, essentially. It takes place after this movie and keeps going, but I I don't know if we'll ever cover it because I just don't think I can. I want to, or find people that are going to be willing to, to watch that crap with me. So we'll see. But where do you even find that content in the year 2022? Because it was on Spike. It's not. I can guarantee you, it's not streaming anywhere. But if I pull up my handy dandy Amazon, if I can figure out the website, you know, Amazon.ca. Not for me, but and let's see, Blade TV show. I'm pretty sure I have the movie House of Chiton, which is just episode one and two put together, but yeah, you can buy the complete series for $23 yeah. on Amazon. I can think of a lot better things to do with $23. <laughs> yes, I mean, I do not plan to actually do it. I just, I mean, I have thought about doing the other movie, 
the the fake TV movie, which is just two episodes put together. But I doubt that will happen either because I have I better things I, to do. I think I think our blade circle is complete until the the new one comes out. Yeah, that that I will cover for sure. Yeah, we'll have to cover it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I have no plan. I just think it's I, funny because it came in the in the pack of Blade movies when I bought this for one of them. That is back in good. Probably one. I bought this back in 2020. Also, you should also probably while you're listening to this, when I, and I'm pretty sure it's probably too late because episode will probably come out next month. Uh, it comes out next week. Okay, uh, watch Blade while you can because they're taking it off HBO Max at the end of the month. Oh, so when you Ooh. hear this, you literally have like three days. So, yeah. That's okay. I'm really glad we did it when we did it because then we were all able to watch it on. on it was there. We wanted to. I mean, it'll be well, back if... on there in like a couple months. <laughs> they always take movies off and put them back on like a month or two. Why are they taking it? They they created. That's, okay, that's another thing I thought was funny. Warner Brothers was involved in this movie being created and they own DC, but I found that funny. Well, I mean, the rights were everywhere for these characters. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have HBO Max in Canada anyway, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if anybody needs to needs to borrow a DVD copy, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have one too. Movies, uh, I'm happy to lend it to you. Just uh, you got paid for postage. That's the only thing. I have. <laughs> All right. And if you want to hear our first, the better Blade movies that we talk about on this show, uh, we did Blade Two, episode, film thirty one, and Blade was film ten. God, that was a long time ago for Blade One. It's funny how these two are kind of close together, but it took me forever to get from Blade One to Blade Two. I just wanted to finish the series. I just wanted to be done. I'm like, there's three movies. I just want to wrap it up. All right. And Bill, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at a little podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40. It's a um, it's a retrospective of games as told through people's stories. It's basically a bunch of people I know and are friends with and I've met uh, through various communities, including Mr. Mike Alberton, <laughs> uh, just telling stories about why these different systems and games are in fact affected their lives and impacted them i don't know when this comes out when does this come out next week all right if you listen next week i'm in my uh or two weeks i don't remember but it comes out this month doesn't matter i am in my back to school break uh there will be some content coming out every week but it's either older or side stuff no new episodes until october 3rd which when i start my monster two-month-long zelda retrospective of the entire franchise (gasps) good god the first episode took me i'll be on that again hopefully you you shall you shall so i think so uh anyway check out the show there's lots of cool backup shows to check out and a gamer looks at 40 wherever you find your favorite podcast all right and blair where can people find you at uh you can find me on twitter at blarcade you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com if you hit the review games index tab on the front page you can scroll down and find my reviews of blade one on PlayStation 1 and Game Boy Color, as well as Blade 2 on the original Xbox and Ghost Rider on PlayStation 2, where Blade is an unlockable character that they actually give context to. That's cool. Now you have my attention to actually maybe want to try that game someday. We'll it's a decent God of War clone. Okay. Speaking of God of War clones, I really want to play that Nightmare Before Christmas God of War clone for some reason. Devil <laughs> May Cry. Oh, Devil May Cry, yeah. I want to play that. Really bad for some reason. <laughs> we'll see if it happens, but it's on my list of ideas. <laughs> well, we shall see. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there are over 350 other episodes for you to go check out to go listen to our giant catalog. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a Patreon. Little dollar, go vote in our Patreon. You can help affect the show. You can you can help vote for movies. Right now, at the end of your hearing this, we are starting our spook poll, which is still up. It's either The Lodge, The Thing, Stephen King's It, Chapter 1, or just It, Chapter 1, and... I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Oh, yeah, The Omen. So, yeah, those are the four you can vote for. And we'll cover one of them. 
at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath's Fury. And we have a Discord now for the show, so please take a look at our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, so definitely go check us out there. And I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya.